Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, a D&D Live Play 5th Edition podcast. Each episode is a standalone adventure, so you can listen to them in any order you want. Today we are joined by Olive. Hi everybody. Olive is a bipedal crocodile standing up on two feet as if she were people, because she is. She's a level three monk, way of the open hand, appears to be carrying no weapons because she's, of course, entirely harmless. Aaron. Hi, everybody. Aaron is a level three Triton bard in the voice uh, college. He is short and kind of small um, with blue skin and blue hair like most Tritons. He wears a sort of kilt made out of flowing silky blue and purple scarves and has multiple golden chains festooned across his chest and arms. He looks very innocent and delightful until he smiles and you see rows of piranha teeth. And Gregory. Hello. Gregory is a barbarian loxodon. Um, he's completely bald. He has grayish skin and um, sort of peasant-like clothing. Um, he used to be a fisherman, but now he is a barbarian. We join our adventures at the Fire-Breathing Fire Kittens Guildhall, a large building complete with a bar, plenty of amenities, but most importantly, our three adventurers. So, adventurers, what are you up to? Usually mischief. Uh, any particular mischief this fine morning, uh, head into the weekend. There are, of course, posters up on the bounty board, but, uh, before we get right into work, what's your normal routine? Well, that depends. Is anyone watching? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I rolled pretty high, so, um... Let's, uh, go with some, uh, let's see, Tanninger's hanging out with Nezgrax... Dr. Crud, the third, is tending to some people in his cart outside, and various other members of the guild are just sort of having drinks and hanging out at the bar. I'll say the... I've always pictured the bar in sort of the entryway of the guild. Um, roughly 60 to 80% full of just random members. Hmm, but the bartender's not watching. I can take all of those people. This is fine. <laughs> Aaron uh, gestures towards the top shelf bottle of liquor, and a thin stream of golden liquid flows out of it towards his hand. Gregory walks up to Aaron and says, uh, hey, bud, what you doing there? Drinking. Nice, nice. You know, uh, I used to be quite the drinker myself, but, uh... Want some? Well, I'm trying to abstain as of recently. Ever since becoming a barbarian, I've started to uh not like the way that i can tend to go into rages um it's not something i really am proud of and i only really like to do it when it's necessary but i've noticed when i drink i find it to be much more necessary much more often <laughs> so i think i'm gonna pass up that's fair more for me let me know if you change your mind oh i'm a great designated cart driver <laughs> okay Olive was sitting across the room, but the moment that you brought out that Hawthorne spirits, Olive raises one, she doesn't have eyebrows, scaled ridge, <laughs> and heads over for some Hawthorne spirits. She's like, oh, that's some topper than top shelf stuff you got there. 
Sneak me some of that, too. Hmm. What's in it for me? I can offer you some of this food. Uh, did you make it? No, I got it from, like, a Magic Island thing. Huh? Okay, what do you got? (laughs) She brings out some of this, like, vegetable food. It's probably just the last of it. Maybe there's, like, a tiny cake and offers it to you. Aaron definitely takes the cake. He hey. <laughs> he splits the, the 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 swirling globe of of golden liquid and it divides in two when one of them starts circling around your head. Cool, make a constitution saving throw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Olive doesn't know this food is poisoned because she just eats poison stuff. Remember how you fed her a curtain? Uh <laughs> she just ate it. <laughs> you shouldn't trust the stuff she eats. <laughs> 10 a 10 fails uh you have disadvantage on your next attack and you take 1d4 of poison damage <laughs> aaron suddenly starts to feel sick and he gives olive a very dirty look Ah, <sighs> what she eats more of the cakes she keeps passing her do you want her to roll another constitution saving throw yeah i will yeah if you like to 14 okay. on the dice <laughs> she passes again <laughs> These are delicious. She eats another one. <laughs> Gregory is also pretty hungry, so he uh, he asks, I mean, if you're not going to eat it, can I have some? Sure. <laughs> All right. Gregory takes a huge chomp of it. Yeah, constitution, constitution saving, saving throw, throw please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me go ahead and roll that. 15. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know what Aaron's going on about. This is delicious food. <laughs> yeah, it tastes good to me. I mean, it has a little bit of a vinegary uh, twang to it, but I think it's kind of sophisticated. Yeah. The elephant and the crocodile reassure you, human-looking boy, <laughs> that this is good food. <laughs> uh, you know what I say. Those uh, those creatures descended from monkeys, They uh, they always have the worst tastes. It's us elephant and crocodile folk who need to stick together. <laughs> they, we poisoned you, and then we told you that you were weak. <laughs> they also accused a merfolk of being descended from a monkey, which I don't know if that tracks. Did. <laughs> Different ancestral lines. Oh, yeah. Well, he's humanoid, right? Um... I mean, I look pretty non-human. I used to be able to look human, but nowadays, no, I, I'm starkly blue and I have little fins on the on the sides of my arms. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I need to clear. I need to get new eyeglasses. <laughs> I thought that you had painted yourself blue. I'm so sorry. That was very <laughs> insensitive of me. But the question is, are you like a dolphin who went back into the water or are you like truly a fish person do you have gills i am curious yeah what is we do have gills <gasps> do you know of your evolutionary ancestry you know that's not my field of study <laughs> hey, that's all right i believe that we are originally water folk gotcha yeah i'm sorry you know once you turn 30 you start to wonder a lot about your uh, genealogy so i studied all about how you know loxodons used to be elephants and then they started being bipedal and you know you really 
sometimes get into your own history as you get up there in years. Not to say that I'm that up there in years, but, well, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, I've been talking for a long time, and I can't just uh, seem to stop. Sometimes I just start talking, and I can't Almost seem to stop. Almost on cue, a uh, bellhop-looking fellow uh, knocks at the doorway to the fire-breathing kittens hall. There's enough people going in and out where the door closed, but he's still like, I, I, I don't know here. Um, sort of hollers in. Uh, message for uh, Olive. The... He kind of like looks awkwardly in the face. Very bad volleyball player. <gasps> message from... <clears throat> the far superior volleyball player, Tiffany. Oh, she didn't. <laughs> Just wanted to remind you, you're still less than me. And if you are in need of public humiliation, please come down to Skeleton Beach, where a volleyball tournament is being held. I will never pass up another chance to humiliate you on the court. There's about to be another skeleton on Skeleton Beach. James, <laughs> <laughs> suit up. We're heading out. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, casual knowledge of Skeleton Beach. Uh, it was once sort of a Death Valley, totally uninhabitable bit of coastline. Uh, that the water was so salty, frequently people would be like, Oh, water. Drink it, die. Hence the name Skeleton Beach. A group of industrious druids found this place, bought up the land, and refurbished it into a pretty popping pier-like community of, like, like, tourist destination, essentially. Known for their boardwalk, many events that are held on the beach, and some uh, home to some of the area's most uh, remote but preferred resorts. And it's uh, just a simple train ride away. Okay. All right. You guys want to get on this train? How long is the train ride? We'll say it's like a solid like hour and a half, two hours. That's not long enough for a short rest. <laughs> well, a short rest, isn't that just an hour? Oh, yeah. I thought it was four. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can definitely short rest on the train ride. Perfect. You know, guys, if we go on this train, we can get a nice short rest in before we have to play volleyball. I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, some of us need that. <laughs> I tend to enjoy a little cat nap here and there. So, uh, while you guys are short resting, Olive, would you care to daydream about your last interaction with the mysterious Tiffany? All right. The last time I saw Tiffany, we were on a luxury cruise yacht owned by Nesgrax's uncle, Algie, and... I thought we were getting along great because, well, she was very drunk, so she might not remember. But we bonded. But we were we were we were very drunk. Maybe she blacked out and doesn't remember how close we got. But uh, yeah, when she was in high school, she was like a mean girl. She would always talk behind my back, and I would always pretend like I didn't know. Because what are you gonna do? Like confront them? Say like, "Hey, I know you're being mean." That's not gonna help. Uh, yeah. Can you? Give me an insight check on this letter you've received. Insight check on the letter uh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty sure she's just being a jerk. You're <laughs> like, what? Aw, darn. Well, maybe this is why drinking is bad. 
because you have these great adventures and then you don't remember them. Aww. Yeah, with an eight, I can't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> with those with those words, your orb of of liquor wafts back over to Aaron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Olive maybe is going to drink more moderately from now on because she'd like to remember her friends and the fun times they have. Nice. Uh, cool. Uh, anybody else want to get anything done or any preparations on course before we arrive at Skeleton Beach? I am going to, on the train ride, I am going to hum to myself the song of rest and regain two HP. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, you actually, if you're using a spell slot, I don't know if you are or not. Are you? Nope. Nope. The the learned songs do not use spell slots. They're just performed. Oh, good. All right. Because, yeah, you can use hit dice when you short rest, so you don't need to consume stuff. You can, okay. but I don't have to. <laughs> ah, bards. Uh, yeah. So once you guys finish your rest, the train arrives at the station. It's all like shiplap and recovered bits of driftwood creating this small almost like western style like train station uh nothing but like white sand dotted with like little strips of like yellowish like normal sand color um and you can see like you know big thick logs have been cut into like boardwalk shapes and set deep into the sand so even if the wind shift you can at least kind of tell where you're walking to leading like winding paths out and sort of like a natural pathway system instead of like hard linear like center street and stuff like that um the different pathways lead off to different sort of entertainment nodes each of which are have like a big facade sign over the top that says like muscle town like snackburg and sort of like localized you know Bits of uh, entertainment. Marked on the letter that Olive received is the uh, Beach Sports Recreational Area, which is closest to the coast and houses like multiple volleyball nets, um, frisbee golf course, all sorts of, you know, beach time activity locations. Is there anything of interest you are going to first or are you just going to sort of poke around? I mean, you mentioned Muscle Town. <laughs> uh, cool. So Aaron sort of begins drifting off towards the sound of clanging weights. Uh, Gregory is going to accompany Olive um, to anywhere but Muscle Town because he's been feeling a little self-conscious about his dad bod lately. Oh. <laughs> but he takes off his shirt. He takes off his shirt anyways because he's not that self-confident about it. He just doesn't need to see muscular... Uh, figures thrown in his face. <laughs> Aaron definitely needs to see that. All right. You want to go to Snackburg, was it? Snackburg, yes. I'm always down for Snackburg. Yeah, I want to go to Snackburg while he's in... <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys approach uh, Snackburg. You take the winding log path. Um and see that this is set out like a sort of octagonal food court. Ba large, like, pastel-colored, not so much tents, but, like, large pieces of cloth meant to provide, like, windbreaks. Encapsulate this 
preventing food from getting into everyone's nachos. But you see a wide variety of all more snacky, no like proper restaurants. But like there's a fry food, food on a stick cart. One thing providing mostly frozen goods and things like that. Burger shack. Any real beach food, you could probably find it here. Could I get investigation checks from both of you? Yes. Uh, that's a nat one. Oof. Four. Oof. Spicy rolls this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so just the dizzying array of various foods around you, like, distract you, and you're like, ooh, what's that smell? What's that? Ooh, what are they cooking there? And uh, it's hard to focus your attention to any place in particular. I will say that Gregory is particularly nervous about a man essentially running a fantasy hot dog cart where instead of metal, it's all shaped wood and uh, there's clear greenish smoke coming out of his steam tables. I don't know about this place, Olive. Uh, I mean, I smell some good stuff. It's honestly all a little bit disorienting. I kind of feel like I'm spinning almost, but uh, all I really know <laughs> is I'm kind of want to avoid that place with green smoke coming out of it i'm pretty i'm pretty open to trying new stuff but uh there's something about that that gives me a, a weird vibe fair says olive hmm i guess i'm not attracted to any of these things in particular you want to head back from where we came well i mean we are here and i mean i'm pretty hungry i feel like we can stand 20 feet away from the the sketchy booth uh uh, Gregory wants to to check if there are any restaurants that have the word challenge on the menu. Yes. Simple answer. Most of them have a challenge option. And uh, you also keep seeing the phrase, get your card punched here. Yeah, Gregory would like to approach the nearest food booth. And he uh, he goes up to the, yeah, he approaches the vendor. So I'll say this one is a fried squid check, and uh, the proprietor, a goliath with, like, sort of a sandy tone as opposed to the normal, traditional, like, gray mountain coloring, looks at you with a smile and goes like, Oh, hey, what's up, man? You, uh, you here for the squid challenge? Oh, yeah. I'm here for the squid challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we are. How many uh, punches you got on your card? Listen, I'm going to be straight with you. I don't have a card. I want a card. Oh. A card sounds like a good, good idea. I'm trying to maybe uh, get some start... punches with this challenge, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I can definitely hook you up with a card. And he kind of is like okay. shuffling around okay. like under like the food preparation area where he just keeps bags and things like that. And uh, pulls out like a little... Gregory takes it. Uh, takes it subtly as if he were like receiving drugs from someone in like a really casual way. <laughs> uh, he essentially hands you like a sandwich shop punch card that was like complete three <laughs> challenges, win a prize. Um, and then it's like a big star with a question mark. Um, and he goes, so I do the squid challenge. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I keep a pool of electric squid, and okay. if you can get one out of there and eat it before the time limit, then you win the challenge. All right. Quick clarifying question. 
can I use my hands or is this like apple bobbing? I would uh, absolutely recommend that you use your hands. Excellent. I was not going <laughs> to put my face in there. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. I don't usually give out hints, but uh, I wouldn't put the squid in your mouth until it's dead. Just a little tip for you there. I got you, chief. Yeah. Uh, he does dap you up really low, like you were <laughs> buying drugs from him. <laughs> Gregory Gregory uh, also returns the dap. Uh, do, uh, card for you, miss? Absolutely. Uh, a hands one to you as well. Um, and yeah, just to explain the challenge again, the idea is that these are shocking squids, so if you fail your check to grab them, you lose your next round. You gotta grab them within a minute. Gotcha. And, uh, question to the DM. Would this be a dexterity check? Uh, yes, or I'll accept strength at disadvantage. Okay. So while Gregory is getting prepared, he says, I wonder what Aaron's up to. Yeah. What is Aaron doing right now? <laughs> so, Aaron, you have arrived in Muscletown. Similarly, you took a small path that sort of winded away from the train station, and you see a buffet of built people. Tanned, nice and brown from the sunshine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say food. No, no, no. <laughs> It's I not mean, food, but it is, is a snack. Um, <laughs> you see that uh, in the center of Muscle Town, like it's mostly just like a straight up Muscle Beach, like open air lifting areas. Uh, there is like a massive, like uh, one of those like back machines where you like pull the thing down, where there's just a comically oversized boulder attached to the back, and then you see a similar like. Uh, Strong arm challenge. Uh, like, get your card punched here. And that lies, like, at the sort of center of the area. Okay. Am I allowed to just walk in? Does anyone stop me? Yeah. Like, roughly, like, it's sort of like an amusement park pier area where it's like a third of the people are working there as, like, sort of character actors of just, like, being super built and, like, lifting heavy things so tourists can walk by and be like, wow, very strong. So, uh, yeah, you're totally able to walk around and, like, stare at people, essentially, performing these feats of strength. Hmm. I see. Um, Is that there... a thing? Are there places you can go to and there's just, like, hot people working yes. out in the gym? Like, is that a I, thing? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time in Venice Beach. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're really popular okay. in places where it doesn't get cold. Yeah, like, this is an actual thing. Really? Like, not just straight up fan service. This is a thing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I didn't. I, sorry, I didn't know that. Do I see any doors in this room? Uh, this is all open air. So the closest thing you see to doors are like there's small uh like shops that will sell like t-shirts or like um fake weights for like people to lift or like take pictures with and you see that like there are doors that lead to like the back of those shops um but no real like yeah interesting there's no like locker room or outdoor showers or anything uh this is uh, actually that's true so there would be those beach showers and like the like water park lockers where you can like put stuff there but no enclosed rooms you know interesting interesting 
yeah, Aaron walks through the building and he summons his uh his little water drum and starts to just gently sing under his breath we are family and look at all my sisters with me and he walks towards the outdoor showers um this is the song of charming for anyone who can hear it within 60 feet and then people just suddenly seem to really like me yeah so the epicenter of this spell would be pretty close to where like the dudes who have finished their workout are showering off and like stuff like that so you mainly Uh like have those people and it is a mix of men and women being like oh hey you first day here and they're all kind of like playfully like you don't look like you're from around here like it's your like slight build as like a bunch of human v's are talking to you you see that sort of like a like small gaggle basically the people who are most affected by this spell are literally like charmed by you just like who is this strange boy Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll say it's like three people a dwarf a fire genasi and an arakokra okay I don't know what an Arakokra is. It's the bird guys. A bird person. Okay, well, Aaron believes in being open-minded. You can't control someone with charm. You can only tempt them to do things that they are already inclined to do. Yeah. It makes people like you at the level of a a friendly, casual acquaintance that that they would like to help you. Does it have the negative thing like friends where after the spell effect ends, they're like, hey, I got magicked. Uh, I don't believe so. There is compulsion, which is which definitely they know. Yeah. Uh, after hanging out with your new bros, they're like, you should check out the uh, couples, couples lane. It's like just on the other side of Skeleton Beach. And they do a challenge there that's like, did you ever watch that old scrying orb program called the Romance Entanglement? Where, like, the one person goes up against the three potential suitors. I don't know. I, I think you might have fun over there. Ooh, that sounds fun. What's this? Ca- what, what are the cards everybody's ha- carrying here? Oh, man. If you can get three challenges, you win a special prize. And nobody talks about what the special prize is. And that just makes everyone want it even more. See, like, the guy's like, I think it's a t-shirt. The other uh, car pipes up. And the dwarf's like, no, no, it's definitely a Warhammer. And then the uh, fire Genasi's like, I don't know. Uh, I hear one guy got like a cottage on the beach, but that seems like way too much for just doing three challenges. Can I have a card? Oh, yeah, you can pick them up anywhere. You just got to do the challenges. All right. Um, so the guy kind of like puts his hands in his pockets. He's like, I think I have an extra one. Oh, yeah, here you go. And hands you one. Aaron takes the card and turns on his heel and jogs off to find his friends. Uh, I think there's a challenge there, right? It's the strong arm challenge, which Aaron is not going to win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you need a Gregory for that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just shuffle real quick. <laughs> um, 
Uh, cool. So I'll say since you both were trying to do the same thing, I find each other. Um, you guys meet up in sort of the central spoke of the town, which is the uh, train station. Ah. Hey, guys, did you hear about these challenges yet? Oh, my God. Yes. Wait, what kind of challenge do you have? It's something about, like, arm wrestling. I, I wasn't going to go for that one. What about you? Our challenge is an eating challenge, which I don't know about what do you, you have to eat? but I love an eating challenge. I mean, technically, it's a don't get electrocuted to death challenge, but I like <laughs> to think of it as an eating challenge. Okay, your storytelling skills need work. What? Okay, okay, sorry. I left out the crucial factor. Eels. You know them, you love them. Eels. They're electric. They got a delicious taste to them. They make a good sauce. And I'm going to eat 20 of them. And if I don't get shocked to death, I'll win a punch in my card. Dude, take me with you on that challenge. I can just tell them not to shock you. Yo. Are eels intelligent enough to listen to you? Wait, you're a water king. All sea creatures. Triton natural ability. Oh my goodness. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go right now. Wait, I need to clarify something with you. Are you cool with me eating sea animals? Like, is that, is that an okay thing for you? Aaron opens his mouth and gestures towards his teeth. Uh-huh. We're not eating kelp. <laughs> gotcha. So you're more of a uh, circle of life kind of fellow. Well, I'm from the ocean. <laughs> have you been? <laughs> I have. I really have. <laughs> All right, let's go on over there. Sorry, I, the way that hit me. Gregory has definitely never been to the ocean. <laughs> uh, what was that, Olive? Olive was just thinking about what the mouths of things that eat jellyfish look like. That's all. <laughs> Olive is daydreaming. Don't mind me. <laughs> I imagine it kind of looks like an anteater. You just sort of... <laughs> no, the mouths of things that eat jellyfish have rows upon rows of sharp, sharp teeth. Oh! And they, they that wasn't face... philosophical? Oh, oh huh? I, I thought you were like positing, man, I wonder what those would look like. I didn't know that's actually confirmed. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, loggerhead sea turtles, and they, like, face backwards to keep the jellyfish down. Oof. That's horrifying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron eats jellyfish. Aaron eats everything. Uh, uh cool. So, yeah, the... Electric squid challenge. Yes, we race over there. I think all of us are very well suited to that one. Uh, yeah. Some of us have problems racing because of how obese they are. They're so well suited. <laughs> that would be me. Well suited to eating. Well suited to eating, I say as I catch up. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys approach like a small, like, it's almost like a kiddie pool, but not as like flimsy, where it's just sort of like maybe a foot, two feet off the ground at the highest. Um, reservoir of water where you see these little like almost cartoonish looking squids like with their outer edges sort of like lighting up like an electric blue color and like there's some kids that are like they just keep putting their hands in the pool and getting little zaps and they're like laughing as they like can't even attempt to grasp one you see some more dedicated people are on the other side trying to like real quick stick their hand in the water and like grab one and pull it out and shaking their hands off going like Um, 
and uh, the guy who you spoke to earlier who runs the squid stand is like, oh, hey, you guys are back. Ready to do the challenge? Gregory leans over to Aaron real quick and says, hey, um, something I uh, forgot to mention is uh, I forgot that they were squid and not eels. And I said <laughs> they were eels. And that's my bad. Uh, they're squid. You you control squid too, right? Anything that swims. Nice. And remember, I can't control them. I can just tell them things. Gotcha. We're gonna be sneaky. Olive, don't listen. <laughs> Why not? Okay. All right. I guess I'll go first. I'm gonna try it the old-fashioned way before they go the sneaky way. Alrighty. So just straight up dex check. Oh. <laughs> I've been taking some monk correspondence courses recently. So what do I add to a six plus four? Ten. Yeah, that probably doesn't work. Um, Olive sticks her old face in there and tries to grab some inner jaws. <laughs> uh, so ten is not enough to grab one, but it is also high enough to where you don't get shocked. So you don't lose your next round, but you have nine more potential rolls you can make to succeed. In a flurry of blows. Oh, gosh. In, in a flurry of blows, <laughs> immediately after you take the attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So can I, like, rapid, I don't know. Rapid grab instead of punch them? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll allow it. Okay, Um. so at, w- at what point should I stop? Because, like, the fourth roll was a 18? That That'll do it, yeah. You guys see some water like splashing up from my head as I keep getting shocked, jerked back, and then just like <laughs> shake my head. Uh, could you make? I'm not the smartest punk, am I? <laughs> just make a Constitution saving throw now to not get shocked and drop it. Eleven. Oh, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all of you are holding on to this thing. Now you just need to. Uh, I guess you haven't used your movement this action, so you can run across to like. Basically, this is set up a slightly away from where he actually cooks the squid. So now it's like, cool, now just run over here and drop it in the bucket, and you win. (laughs) Okay, I open my mouth, and it falls out of my mouth into the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He, he, like, laughs and, like, happily punches your card, and then gives you, like, a little coupon for, like, a free order of squid, and is like, you know what, maybe I should stop telling people to not use their mouths. That worked out pretty good for you. (laughs) <laughs> um gregory gregory approaches the uh vendor and says wait so am i allowed to eat the squid or do i have to put them in the container uh i i mean you can eat the squid at whatever point you like but i can also cook them prior to you eating them hmm an interesting proposition i'll have to think about it <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he gives you a nod and is like, okay, weird dude, but I like you. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys, would you like to attempt the challenge? Well, Gregory, would you like to give it a go on your own first too? Or, uh, <laughs> do you, uh, want me to take over there? I think I would like to use teamwork, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my, pray tell. Gregory does a big old wink. Uh, trying to be subtle, but clearly failing. What did you have in mind? You know, he, he he sort of whispers and nudges him. The 
the charm animals thing. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, tell you what, you're you're big. Go grab that bucket that they're supposed to end up in. Gregory grabs the bucket. Yep. Set it down right by the tank here. He does that. Uh huh. Aaron leans over towards the tank and whispers, um, "Brothers and sisters, I've come to set you free. <laughs> Shock me not, lest I smite thee." And then he uses shape water to create a, a tunnel of water that will arc from the pool over to the bucket, and says, "Come, come quickly." Uh, so. <laughs> Do you want to make that as a persuasion or an intimidation? Because you did threaten to smite them at one point. <laughs> persuasion. Okay, I'll allow you. I'm just letting really... them know not to shock me. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, that's a nat 20. <sighs> oh, uh, that's a wasteful time to have a nat 20, but okay. <laughs> so you see the squid guy was kind of about to be like, hey, don't don't move the bucket over. The kind of, But then he sees these squids being like, <laughs> waterfall rainbowed out of the tank into the bucket and is like well I gotta tell you boys this is some of the best cheating that I've ever seen <laughs> I have to commend you on this and uh, punches both of your cards Gregory what? puts it back in his pants again like he's accepting drugs uh, yeah he does then it's like now uh, I'll give you guys of course a free squid but if you could just go ahead and ask the rest of those to go back into the tank, I have many other customers who enjoy this game. Oh, um... Well, darn, I thought we'd get away with it. Aaron uses shape water again, and the the pool seems to grow two hands that reach out and gently pluck all of the, the still-living squids out of the bucket and tosses them back in the water. Sweet. Yeah, as you guys finish up the challenge, uh, you notice like a number of kids who were playing this game before, like, oh, mommy, mommy, I want to be a mermaid. Can I go to mermaid school? And like, they're like, uh, no, uh, we have to have a discussion of what species are now on the way home, but uh, maybe you could be a druid. And they're like, uh, I want to be a mermaid and have a whole thing. Uh, that being said, you guys have completed your first of three challenges really well you guys were perfectly suited for that um so if you like you could discuss the continuation of this quest as you munch on some squid well uh before any of that i would like to uh extend my hand in, an, in a high five uh motion to aaron and olive Woo! high five aaron looks at it for a second and then pokes it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, close enough, I guess. Olive demonstrates with Gregory. See? Uh-huh. See? Boom. Aaron then reaches out and slaps the top of your hand. <laughs> Good enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I know there's a couple of options. I don't... Back at, back at the gym, there was a, uh, a challenge that I'm certainly not going to do, but Gregory, you might like it. You're talking about the arm wrestling challenge? Yeah, that one. Buddy, I can do an arm wrestling challenge. That's like telling you to yeah, do you a can. water swimming challenge. It's what I was born to do. Oh, maybe they'll have that. Maybe. If they do, I'll let you know. All right, you let's head go. on over there? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then as, as we start approaching the uh, buff guy area, Gregory puts his shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Olive munches on shrimp and squid and various seafoods and walks up, looking at all the buff people. I just keep eating. Aaron doesn't really own shirts. <laughs> uh, Olive, could I get a perception check from you? Seven. I'm having a really good squid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, you are between the uh, food and the sights. You're not, you know, too, uh, too much of a looky-loo right now. Cool. So among this muscle town part you uh well, let me try that again so in muscle town you find the strong arm challenge as i described it before it looks kind of similar to a bench press or not a bench press like one of those like shoulder a lat pull down yep that's the one you can see how much i go to the gym uh one of those machines but there's uh two like straps connected to opposite sides of a table so it seems like just as a guess, it's a uh, arm wrestling competition where you're also attached to like a counterweight. Mm. You see that the person who is seems to be the one taking on all the challengers is actually a warforged. He uh, the lower part of his body is built into the chair that he's on and uh, sort of has like tattoo like designs in his chest piece that make him look a little bit like a love tester machine. So, like, a lot of, like, light bulbs uh. going up in a straight line, um, like, all the way up the center sternum of his chest. Gotcha. Um, Gregory, before sitting down, would like to um, up his chances by trying to intimidate the Warforged. So, he, uh, he, like, you know, positions himself in a way that makes him look as strong as possible and uh, kind of pokes him in the forehead with his trunk and says, ready to go metal boy. Absolutely. Taking on all challenges. Test your might here at the strong arm challenge. He's, his head tilts to the side and a mechanical smile like pops up on his face. <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, I guess you're not exactly, uh, responsive. Oh, no, I am fully aware. Just oh. have a particular cadence. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Man, I am really just saying a lot of uh, different microaggressions to people today. I'm sorry, man. It's totally I fine. Was trying to, I was trying to psych you out. It's, it was ah, uh, that was bad sportsmanship. I'm sorry. Let's just do this. Not having legs throws people off. Happens all the time. <laughs> juts his hand uh, out again. Well, th thanks for being cool about it. Um, cool. So this is going to be very simple. Contested strength saving throws at disadvantage. Uh, first to hit three successes pins the other person. Gotcha. Um, so they'll be saving throws. You said, yeah, saving throws. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So just shout out your rolls whenever you get them. All right. Um, so that's a 17. Uh, cool. You actually beat him on the first one. So right. one success. You see, uh, the light in the dead center of his chest lights up and then moves one space up closer to his head. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, so Greg Gregory gets up, 
does a little uh like Rocky Balboa sort of uh jump in place and uh he sits back down. <laughs> uh cool. Roll again. All right. That is a 14. Uh unfortunately that is not enough this round. One light on the bottom half of his chest lights up. Bink. Dang it. All right, come on Greg, you got this man. You got <laughs> You got this Greg. Yeah. All right, so Greg tries again and rolls a 19. Ooh, that will definitely beat his two. So. Perfect. Bing! Another <laughs> light on the top half lights up. One more, Greg. You can do it. Yeah. Greg uh, wipes the sweat from his forehead and has a determined look in his eyes. Can we get a song for him? Huh? For that? Uh, I don't have a song. I, I, don't, I don't know that song yet. That's level six. It's okay. I have a different song that I can use here if we need to. Never mind. <laughs> it's all right. Ra, ra, shish kumba. Go, Gregory. Thanks, Olive. That doesn't technically inspire me, but it did inspire me oh. in my heart. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Bardic inspiration. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Gregory, hey. you got this. Thanks, man. Gregory feels very inspired. Do you know how to use a bardic inspiration die? Uh, it's just a d6, right? Yeah. All right. And, and add you it add roll. it to your roll? Yeah. Cool. So, yikes. I roll a two, so I'm not going to add my uh, d6 to that. Save it. Uh... Oh, wait, sorry. I rolled a four. I forgot to add my modifier. <laughs> Not that it probably matters. Okay, well, uh, it is now two to two as the uh, strength tester rolled in 18. So, dang. All right. It all comes down to this. Gregory. Uh, if you can't do it, no one can. Grow Gregory. Gregory kind of hits himself in the head a little bit <laughs> to uh, get rid of his nerves, and he he stares the Warforge straight into his uh, mechanical eyes and says, let's do this. <sighs> and he rolls a seven, um, and he's going to add a d6 to that. Ooh. Uh, he adds four, so he rolls an 11. I'm so sorry, Greg. That is not enough to defeat the love tester or the strength tester. Oh. Gregory uh, sulks away in disappointment. Um, He says himself, man, that was like my main thing I had going (laughs) for me. Uh, The love tester is like, well, try, try again. But then. You know, as he did defeat you, his hand kind of pops out like a rock'em sock'em robot. Uh, but he misses. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Gregory's like, whoa, dude, I thought we were cool. They, I literally have no mm. command over this. Um, oh, oh, it's all right, man. Hey, I don't fault you for how you were programmed. It's cool. If you ever find spare robot legs around, please let me know. Hey, you know what? Sometimes I just tell people I'll let them know to be nice, but I'll actually let you know. <laughs> cool. Um, dope. Yeah, so you can retry any of the challenges you like, but you did lose this one. Darn. I have an idea. You you said the, the Warforged is sentient, right? 
Yes. Huh. I kind of want to try. Alrighty. Uh, so yeah, you head up to the strength tester. Okay. So I am going to uh, put my hand in his as per usual. But before we start trying to arm wrestle, I look him dead in the face and I just very softly under my breath. No one else can hear. And I say, dead, you are the one exterminating son slipping (laughs) through the beach lesson here to teach. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. And and you see, or he sees, a, a visage of, like, my face transforms into one of those big compactors that tears apart cars in the junkyard. <laughs> and it seems like it's just coming for him. <laughs> and if he is sentient, depending on... My, on his checks, he may have been inspired with fear. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that just intimidated? Well, he has to... <laughs> no, it's not just intimidating. It's where you are forced to run until you are no longer in my line of sight. But he doesn't have legs. <laughs> uh, he's going to have to try as yeah, best okay. as he can with his arms. Let's see. Okay. Um, uh, it'll be a wisdom saving check from him against my performance check. Okay, what's your performance? Well, it's a plus seven, and I rolled an 18. <sighs> Wow, yeah, okay. So, uh... <laughs> Alright, so the Warforge is like, huh, let me think about this here. And then, like, uses his, like, hand, which I established, like, pops out. And, uh, just, like, sh- push- pivots on his elbow and then just kind of tilts his chair back. So he, like, lands flat on his back <laughs> and is staring up at the sky and is like, yes, this... <laughs> This is all I need to do as terms of the spell. Uh, um, let me read the spell. Uh, Out of yeah. sight. <laughs> uh, and he can't move. When frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns unless there is nowhere to move. The creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight to you. The creature can then make another wisdom saving throw. On a successful throw, the spell ends for that creature. So, because he doesn't have legs, he can't use the dash action. He did use his turn to break line of sight, and since he can't actually turn his body, I'm going to say he's okay. Uh, But in doing this, huh. Does he forfeit the match? I think so. I'm going (laughs) to allow him one strength saving throw, because his wrist was attached to this big boulder. So he might have just pulled the boulder and like really broke some stuff. Um, Do you need a saving or a strength check from me? Um, yes, but don't take this one at disadvantage. Um, okay. Since this is nine. Yeah, uh, ooh, okay. So I will have you take yeah. three points of damage. As basically what happens is he goes backwards. The whole apparatus kind of above you tilts to the side you get like jerked over the table and just kind of bang your hip real hard oof yeah um some of the muscle people are like like oh boo boo and then some other ones are like hey give it to him like he he beat him (laughs) um eventually someone comes up and punches your card just to resolve the situation so they can get it back open (laughs) Uh, but yes, you are now have two out of the three challenges complete. 
Hayala, if you want to give it a go. The robot's laying on its back, like, horribly aware of how, as a paraplegic, it cannot escape the situation, <laughs> staring blankly at the ceiling, and Aaron asks me if I want to give it a go. <laughs> I have no legs, but I must run. <laughs> Olive is much nicer uh, than me. Uh, uh, remember how Olive was eating mm-hmm. squid? She puts one in her mouth and chews, and that's her answer. She's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, I think it's time for us to leave. Aaron uh, <laughs> takes both of his friends' hands and just proceeds briskly towards the th- towards the uh, <laughs> the outside street. <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah, uh, good commotion. Uh, second time you've totally circumvented the challenge, but, uh, <laughs> done so. I'm a bard. Excellently. Can't knock your form. Um, so you do know of the, uh, romance conundrum on Lover's Lane. Uh, you have not yet been to the recreational sports area, but one could assume there's a challenge or two there. Um, man, yeah. Well, I think we have to have three contestants to be the three potential partners in the Lover's Lane Challenge. Do you guys want to go and see who wins the man? By three paired contestants, does that mean we have to be romantic with each other? Because, like, I like you guys a lot, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm really at that point with any of you. (laughs) Duly noted. But... No, I th- I think I think the three of us are going to compete for somebody else. Oh, so what you're Ooh. saying is you want us to go and basically sandbag for you? Oh no, bring it! Oh, I can take you. Okay. Well, uh, well, who can compete with this? Olive gestures to her green dry scales. <laughs> Aaron gestures, and a bit of the water in the pouch beside him. Because he carries a little water skin on him. Um, If you didn't know where all the water is coming from. (laughs) Uh, And a a bit of it sprays out and just mists over his body and the golden chains stretched across it and just kind of glitters. Um, Gregory sucks up some of the water from the water skin and also tries to mist it with his nose, with his snout. uh, But it ends up just kind of sputtering all over him. yeah sexy <laughs> sexy let's go we're this, this is gonna be in the bag uh yeah a guy who is just like walking down this boardwalk eating a hot dog full-on drops it when aaron does this <laughs> <laughs> you know that could have been for either of us <laughs> yeah wow gregory you got it <laughs> yep you know we are outside muscle town i i think i think you're more people's type here i think some people like my curvy form i'm sure yeah <laughs> there's there's a whole there's a whole crowd that that's really all about that yeah i mean you know back in my fishing day when i would go to the fishing tavern i wouldn't do so poorly for myself i'll i'll, I'll tell you what i would buy you a drink you don't know where she got it but olive now has fried dough on a stick <laughs> <laughs> man olive you got the snacks today <laughs> you want some i say Inside of the fried dough is rainbow cheese. <laughs> is that a rhetorical question? Come on. <laughs> Gregory uh, chomps down on that good snack. Oh, when you pull it apart, it's seven different colors. <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys saying, huh? Oh, yeah, let's head to Lover's Lane or whatever. 
oh, let me get a fresh fried cheese for them. That's how you win over your, your lover, right? <laughs> Through the stomach. I like the way you think. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, good food will do it. Can I spend a gold and get one new fried rainbow cheese? Uh, yeah, You for a gold, you can get multiple fried cheeses. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> say, if you want, I'm sure I can get you a fried cheese without spending a gold. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I got gold. Okay. I don't have any gold. I have plenty of mist. Oh, man. It's like, like being teenagers. Do you guys want to go to Skeleton Beach and just steal? <laughs> Aaron steals a lot of stuff. <laughs> cool. So this, uh, you guys start heading towards the farther, more remote section of the beach. Um, this is sort of like, instead of everything being circular around like a center point, this is more so like actual lanes that go out from the entrance to this part of the town, and each lane ends with a small bungalow. Uh, you can see that at the very end of this sort of, uh, street, with the lanes coming out to the left and the right, um, there is a small stage set up with a dividing wall with one chair on the left, three chairs on the right, and uh, you see a gnome that uh, has like a big curly, like <laughs> a, like a, essentially like a swirly straw, but it's a pipe, and he's just kind of like so excited. Oh, it's really, it's really like <laughs> yeah. When all three of you are like, we want there to be lots of flirting. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're doing the dating game. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, I love this because whenever, like, on TV, you never know who's behind the curtain. One time it was a serial killer in real life. <gasps> One of the people on the dating game was actually a serial killer. And, like, the three contestants were, keep going. I'm so excited. Well, that's what happens when you play the romance conundrum. <laughs> uh, the romance conundrum. Uh, cool. So when this gnome sees you guys walking up, like, in a group of three, he's been doing this job for a while, is like, oh, Hey, you, uh, you coming in for tonight's game? Yes! 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 <laughs> yeah. Ah, excellent. So, um, I guess, let me just take down, uh, what, what classes are you guys? Barbarian. Bard. Monk. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Cool. And then he takes down your name, some other basic information, and is like, um... Yeah, uh, you guys can hang out here. We got a little bit of time before the show starts up. Um, uh, we'll get you guys on the first one tonight, you know, since you're the first people we have on the list. But uh, yeah, if you want to take a pass around, you got like a half hour or so. Cool. Hey, thanks for putting us on first. That was real nice of you. Oh, yeah, you're an interesting group. You, you'll uh, be sure to draw a crowd. All right. Uh, cool. So is there any, uh, primping or prepping you would like to do before the romance conundrum starts? Hmm. Aaron's always ready for this kind of thing. Yeah, you've been misting. You're you're already freshly showered. (laughs) I I am. And I'm just composing a song that I think I'm going to need here during this. (laughs) A true bard. Olive changes out of her white Jedi robe battle sarong. Into her gold backless ball gown because there's an audience. Ooh. And it's sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory doesn't have any other clothes to change into, uh, but he does go up to uh, both Olive and Aaron and he says, Hey, uh, do any of you guys have like some sort of like oil that I can rub on my head to make it nice and shiny? I have some fish oil. That'll work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, Gregory rubs fish oil all over his uh, bald scalp. You now smell Ooh, like cod liver. It's got a strong, strong smell. Yeah. Hey, wow. I'm used to the smell of fish. It calms me. Uh, I mean, if the contestant is a seagull, you're going to do great. <laughs> oh, man. I hope the contestant's a seagull. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, like that Aracocro we saw earlier. Yeah. Who definitely in my head is now a seagull bird. Like, <laughs> I really, I'm going to need some art of that from someone. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So with that done, you see that uh, after about 15, 20 minutes, um, a small crowd begins to gather around the stage. Um, you see people are coming out from the bungalows, different other parts of town. Uh, some of the people from Snackburg are moving the more mobile of the carts over to Lover's Lane, as this seems to be like a real event for the town. The, uh, gnome who introduces himself as, uh, Barry, how about that? Just Barry, but it's spelled with an E, um, is like, uh, cool. So if you guys can go ahead and take your seats, uh, I am going to cast a magical darkness spell around the stage, so you won't be able to see out, but, um, don't worry, nothing fishy. He kind of like looks nervously at Aaron, like he, was that offensive? Uh, no, I get it. I smell like fish. It's the oil. <laughs> yeah, the show will start in a couple minutes. Just be ready to introduce yourself. And, uh, you know, like, definitely go out there for love. But uh, this is, uh, you know, just mainly for the audience. Just so we know, what are what are the rules? Like, are there, are there a certain number of rounds? Like, how, how does this work? Uh, it's going to be three rounds. One question each round. Uh, and then a final statement, and then the person who we have up tonight will make their decision. Uh, we'll get a bunch of free game and meal ticket vouchers for the rest of the evening, if you want to spend it together. Um, we, uh, but yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Okay, three rounds, then a final statement. Yeah. Got it. All right, so whichever two of us don't win this, and don't get to go on like the free swan boat ride... We're going to get rainbow cheese together. <laughs> Guarantee. Yeah. Not to say that I'm going to lose, but if I do. Either we're way's a cheese. win. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I can only win tonight. Yeah. Plus, you know, we're just going to do more challenges until, until we all have three punches. That's right. Oh, I kind of figured we'd just use the same punch card. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The challenges are fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So you guys are chit-chatting backstage, uh, which is on stage, just surrounded by a curtain of blackness, which uh, you hear like a voice coming from behind you as Barry is like, hey guys, get ready, smiling faces, three, two, blink, and uh, the magical curtain of darkness is dramatically pulled away, and you are sitting on a stage in front of a crowd of about 40 people. <laughs> uh, Barry like comes literally sliding in his little curly-toed shoes onto the stage and is like, what's up, folks? You know why you're here. You know why I'm here. It's your man, Barry B. Barry B. in love with the romance conundrum. He starts shooting <laughs> off prestidigitations in the sky. You can tell this is a very different energy than he had quietly smoking a pipe when you first met him. Uh, and 
our first contestant directly from the ocean. It's Aaron. Hi, everybody. Aaron starts throwing prestigitation into the sky as well. He's He's got pink and purple and red hearts zooming off towards the crowd. Uh, <laughs> after Aaron showing at both the electric squid challenge and, like, basically breaking the strong arm challenge uh there's already like a small fan community for aaron that are like whoa we love this guy (laughs) what's he gonna do next um you see some of the snack food vendors are there as well and cheer as uh and next we have olive and all the snack food guys are like yeah rainbow cheese rainbow cheese (laughs) (laughs) Olive tilts her head like a K-pop star and winks. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, you know him, you love him, Gregory. And, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Gregory is going to attempt a backflip. Oh, okay. (gasps) Okay. Oh my gosh. Aaron backs up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so should I roll dexterity for that or acrobatics Uh, for that? Acrobatics, please. Great, I have a minus one to that. Let's see what happens. Eight. The elephant leaps into the air and... He rolls an eight. Uh, Elephants can jump. You get most of the way in. Loxodons can. You get most of the way through a backflip, and like right as you're going to steady yourself with your arms, your greased up head catches, and you just go out from under yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, Um. After I fall to the ground, I, like, spin myself uh, back facing the crowd and uh, sort of pose in the sexiest way I can to make it look like that was planned. <laughs> Leaning on your elbow, laying yeah. down. Uh, oh, Olive is just going to, like, camaraderie. She's going to try a backflip as well. <laughs> Probably won't make... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, camaraderie turned into something else with a 19. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, Olive's weight fully... But I stand behind you with my arms raised, and I make it look like a joint show. Like, you're laying down, I'm standing up, we did this for the crowd. Yeah, Olive's weight fully works with her in this scenario, and, like, you do a quick, tight backflip and, like, land on your feet kind of before you are ready for it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Uh, everyone's, like, pretty well clapping at this point. (laughs) That was was pretty entertaining. Um... Hopefully, with the speed of that, they'll think it was meant to be that way. <laughs> uh, Gregory yells up, yells out, "Hope you enjoyed our choreographed dance routine." <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, some of the like older ladies in the audience are like definitely Gregory stands. Like he's he's goofy. He got that dad right. bod. Like, uh, uh, so Barry pipes up. <laughs> Great show from the contestants so far. Let's hope they have that energy for the conundrum. And the one figuring out this puzzle tonight is the lovely Michael. And uh, you hear the sounds of someone's attempting, like, uh, walking upstairs. And could you all give me insight checks? Certainly. Insight. Ooh, minus one. Boy, oh boy. Nat one. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. Seven. Uh, so, Aaron, you're used to, like, noticing the way that people, like, sort of change when you walk into the room. 
uh, as whoever this Michael is ascends the stairs, you see like a wash of like, oh wow, like goes over the crowd. Is this a good oh wow he's pretty or a bad oh wow he's not human? Because Aaron uh, gets both. <laughs> uh, probably a little bit of both. With a, just a thirteen, you're not sure. Probably more of the former than the latter. Okay. So it's definitely like, wow, this guy is good looking. But it'll also be like, oh, we're not used to one of those. Um, mm. So you hear sort of like a gruff voice. He goes like, hello, uh, my name's Michael. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> here for vacation after a little bit of fun. <laughs> like Everyone's just like, woo! Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's sort this conundrum. Michael... You've had the afternoon to think of some questions. What's your first question? Uh, well, you know, Barry, I gotta go with the classic, if you were gonna take me out on our first date, where are you gonna take me? And, uh, for the rest of the challenge, we're gonna go ahead and do this the order you were introduced, so we're gonna go, uh, Aaron, Olive, and then, uh, Gregory for the first round. Well, I believe in taking action immediately so we'll have to pick somewhere around here uh we did just find a place i think it was called the muscle market there's there's these outdoor showers and lots of exercise <laughs> equipment i'm gonna take you there and i want to see what you got well uh you know i don't like to brag but i've been a paladin for a couple years and then you hear like there's like a moment of silence and he did something on the other side of the divider that caused the crowd to start cheering <laughs> yes daddy uh olive same question well as a paladin i bet you would really enjoy practicing your righteous smiting so i would take you to the fruit market of nikamoy where we would buy a cart full of bumble fruit take them out into the woods and do some practice explosions bumble fruit by the way are like um picture a rambutan a fuzzy pink fruit but when you throw it whatever it lands on it explodes <laughs> and uh, does like 2d6 damage like a lot <laughs> so, and and you and i could train together i you know i i love activity in a partner i i keep myself active so like that's good to know we got a lot in common there off um and then uh how about you gregory well uh i'm a simple guy myself I uh, take pleasures in the beauty of nature. So I think I'd take you on a nice walk on the beach. Uh, maybe I'd pull out my old fishing rod, catch us some dinner, cook it up, and we can watch the stars together. Aww. Aww. Darn it. <laughs> I love going fishing. I haven't gone for years. That sounds like a lot of fun, Gregory. No way. Wow. Hey, um, even if we don't end up together, maybe we should just go as friends. Woo! Uh, <laughs> the crowd's <laughs> loving Gregory. He has done nothing but endear himself yes. since he walked on stage. <laughs> maybe I failed the back of flip on purpose. <laughs> you know, they say one of the easiest ways to get people to like you is to ask them for a favor after making a mistake. Because mm. wow. then they feel like, oh, you're just a silly little puppy. <laughs> um gregory's not manipulative manipulative <laughs> enough to know that <laughs> uh Aaron is taking notes <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, Barry takes the mic back and is like, wow, after round run, seems like this is anybody's game. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, go ahead and uh, ask your next question. Uh, so, as I mentioned before, I'm a paladin. I spend a lot of my time smiting evils in lands that have been soaked in the blood of, uh, you know, not believers, demons, things like that. Uh, so, like, how do you unwind after a long day? You know, I never really get all that wound up. I think that that really enables me to help my friends who do have a lot of stress because I just keep up to my usual antics and people just seem to start to smile. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> sounds like you're somebody good to have around after a long crusade. Kind of like laughs. Uh, Olive, same question. After a long day of smiting evil or dealing with customers at Target, what better is there to do than to have a delicious meal with a person you enjoy spending time with. Think about coming home and opening the door and smelling a kitchen full of delicious scents awaiting you and clinking your glass of wine with someone who's really glad you're there. Oh, there's nothing I like more than a good meal. And you hear like two pats and then like the crowd sort of like laughs as he did something funny. Um, oh. How about you, Greg? What you got going on? Well, we already talked about how I like fishing, so I think I'll go into some of my other hobbies. You know, after a long day of uh, working as a barbarian, sometimes I like to just, uh, you know, a lot of people think barbarians are just uh, dumb brutes, but, you know, sometimes I like to kick back and uh, read some books, you know? Uh, I like a story just as much as anyone else, but, uh, you know... If, if I'm feeling antsy or just need to get some energy out, I'll also do some javelin throwing, you know. Hey, some of the best stories I've ever heard told around a encampment on the edge of a battlefield were told by barbarians, so I have the utmost respect. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, so Barry pipes up again, and we're on to round three, still anybody's game. Ooh. Michael pipes up like, okay, I don't want to, you know... I don't want to get too much into your details here, but, um, just, uh, this one's a little less about me and more like, what do you think love feels like? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a deep question, and Aaron is not a very deep person. (laughs) Um, there's a, there's a barrier between us, right? Uh, yeah, you you physically, like, you're staring out front, this guy's to your direct right, and there's, a, like, a barrier between you. So you would have to, like, hook your head around or something. But there's there's a, there's a wall that can be passed in some way. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Aaron opens the, uh, the water skin at his side and draws some water out, and... It shapes into a cylindrical object about nine inches long, and he passes it over the wall and says, I think love feels about like that. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Olive was thinking about, like, totally, like, cheesy stuff. Like, love is warmth yeah, and trust. Uh, and you were like, here's a... <laughs> you see uh, Barry, like, 
very quickly throws up a hand to press digitation the thing just to like go into a heart shape like it elongates into a heart <laughs> uh then he like privately sends a uh oh what's that uh not message the smaller one where he's like hey man this is a good show <laughs> uh it was just a shapeless it was just a cylinder <laughs> kids have no idea uh you do hear like a Gosh. deep like chest laugh coming from the other side of the barrier <laughs> it is like oh yes i do think i felt love in that way once or twice um olive it is a very deep love uh olive um Gosh. okay what do you uh <laughs> Let me rephrase this. How do you know you're in love? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll answer the original question. Um, I'll just pretend I didn't hear the first one. <laughs> the first response. <laughs> Everyone has a right to feel love the way that they want to. And I, I respect that. Uh, now, for Olive, what that means is... <laughs> uh, Trust in someone's competence. Like when you're on a volleyball team and you've got people on the court with you, or maybe when you're a paladin and you're out smiting evils, and you know that when you look at that person and the ball is coming at you both, that you don't have to step into their lane. That if the ball comes at them, they'll be able to return it. That is that is trust and that is love. And knowing that you're both there for each other. Yeah, Olive nods her head. The times I've felt most close to the people around me are often on the battlefield when I know they have my back. Good answer, Alf. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And my man Greg. What's up, dude? <laughs> you know, a uh, wise mage friend of mine uh, once said, uh, his name was Rupolicus. Uh, he once said, if you don't love yourself, then how the heck are you going to love anyone else? And uh, I really resonate with that. I've been through some hard times recently. and uh, But there was this one time where I was out fishing and I looked at the undisturbed water and I saw my own reflection in it. And it, I finally, you know, realized, hey, I love that guy. So I think to uh, answer your question, to love someone is to... Uh, See the see yourself in them and see them in you and want to be one with each other. And that's what I think. Uh, I think Gregory gets his second awe of the game. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Michael's like, uh, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That's something to really think on, man. Thanks. And uh, Barry is like, all right, well, that's round three contestants. Um, so you know what time it is now. Time for the appeals. Uh, <laughs> the appeals? Yes. Now, now you get to say a personal statement where you're like, hey, I'm actually pretty great. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let these guys go first. Yeah, I was going to reverse the order for this one. <laughs> I meant to do it every round, but. Um, uh, so, Greg or Olive, if either of you have uh, a good closing statement as to why they should choose you. I'll start. Look, I'm just regular old Gregory. I'm not some fancy guy. I don't have any fancy stuff. But what I can promise is 
I'll love you well, and I'll take care of you. And if anyone tries to mess with you, I will not hesitate to go into a barbarian rage. And that's the Gregory guarantee. You get a polite round of claps from that one. As like <laughs> the uh, the crowd is like, come on, pick Gregory. It's so nice. <laughs> All right, Olive. Olive tilts her head like a K-pop star. <laughs> And this exposes her many white teeth to the crowd because she has the face of a crocodile. (laughs) She smiles what she hopes is charmingly. And she says, you know how I ask you guys what you would say if you had 30 seconds? (laughs) Yes. This is her 30 (laughs) seconds. So she says, I just want to say thank you to the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild because you guys are the best. (laughs) Yeah, fire-breathing kittens, come on down and join us. Oh, hi, Michael, you should join us, too. Bye. (laughs) doesn't even go here. (laughs) I think it's how somebody in the crowd yells, hey, she's just doing plugs. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, you should join us at the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. Uh, We need a paladin. The DM takes note of that. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And now to Aaron. Uh, you, you know Aaron always cheats. <laughs> Aaron uh, summons his little water drum and sits down on the stage, and he starts to sing at Michael. He says, Take me now into the arms I love. Need me like never before. Just believe in me. I will help you see all the things that your heart needs to know. And just so you know, I'm totally a prince. (laughs) And I'm the one, I'm the one who needs to love you now. Whoa. Whoa. Um... Whoa. She knows this song. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, sing along, guys. <laughs> the whole crowd. Whoa. You see. The couples in the crowd are literally pairing off, like, yeah, I think we should probably go back to our cabana now. Like,. Not like this is re- this is responded too positive, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope yeah. he wins. Oh, yeah. Let me roll for that because that is the charm song. Gregory is also just clapping, even though he's competing against him. Oof, twelve. Um, yeah. So, uh, as I established, Michael is a paladin, and I believe therefore has like pretty good saves against this stuff, uh, and did roll high enough to not be charmed, but was still, thought your song was super cool. You see that the, uh, the people in the crowd are like clapping and like yelling a mix of like, Aaron, Olive, Gregory, like different camps are like yelling (laughs) over each other. And, um, eventually Barry's like, all right, all right. Now it's time for what you've all been waiting for. Michael's going to make his decision. Michael's like, well, um, you know, I, I gotta be honest. It was pretty hard. Um, and, uh, I guess 
I the hope so. first person I eliminated <laughs> was only because I really want to hang out with them in a non-romantic context. <laughs> so, uh, Gregory, please, will you take this fishing pole? <laughs> <laughs> I will take it as your friend. Um, absolutely. Woo! Like he, de- everyone's Woo! like, yes, this was our best case outcome. <laughs> 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 Uh, the crowd is chanting daddies daddies <laughs> um, and Olive and Aaron have been clued into the fact that Michael might be a daddy um, the uh, next person uh, I had to eliminate because while I do feel a lot towards them I don't know if they're the best romantic partner for me so, instead of a fishing pole to Aaron, I have to present my personal speaking stone number. Oh, oh my. Wait, what? Does that mean... That means the person who responded the most, and the person that Michael seems to think he has the best real romantic shot with, is Olive. Uh, Olive, I didn't love your plug <laughs> at the end, but uh, your views on love and, like... The idea of coming home and you see, like, as he's talking, this, like, eight foot tall, super well built <laughs> minotaur with, like, not just, like, minotaur horns, but, like, <laughs> long horn, like, almost, like, three foot long curved horns is, like, I'm, uh, I'm actually really curious about that dinner. So, uh, Olive, if you're so interested, uh, yeah. <laughs> Olive didn't think she was gonna win. Like I said, um, so she just looks flabbergasted. I was just counting, like basically, like okay, how genuine are they being? And then, like, got some real good genuine stuff. But uh, yeah, you all like hit him in different ways. It's like, um, uh, smooch, Mary, bro, instead of the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Smooch Mary Pro. That's a very appropriate way of saying that. She walks up to Michael and um, blushes like crazy and thinks about dinner plans and starts planning what to cook. I mean, like... Uh, yeah. Oh, and bumble fruits. I have to go buy bumble fruits. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you should be getting so excited for your date yet. You hear a voice cut through the crowd. It's Tiffany. Uh-oh. And know. you notice, unlike the last time you met, she's flocked by a bunch of other mean girls from your volleyball team. I'm still smiling, but I'm walking off the stage very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just came to play games and not face me on the volleyball field? Erin, Gregory. <laughs> Is she walking towards us? Uh, she's kind of doing that thing, like, in prom scenes where she's just, like, standing in the crowd, but, like, talking very dramatically, so people are, like, giving her space. And, uh, again, this is Tiffany, who Olive remembers having a pretty good conversation with, but, uh, seems to be in a gaggle of mean girls. Yeah, she's totally different when she's with a group of mean girls than when she's by herself and slightly drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking back to that letter that was sent, and you're like, oh... I bet you she sent this when she was, like, hanging out with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, step one, off the stage, because I've seen Carrie 
<laughs> and <laughs> step one off the stage. Step two, um, exchange contact information with Michael and then try to get away from Tiffany slash get Michael away from Tiffany. Because if there's one person I can trust to make me not look good, it would be Tiffany. So I want him to like, maybe, is he doing something else? Is he like, I don't know. Uh, He was fully... Okay, so the way this played out in my head was, like, he was fully, like, walking up to you, talking to you, and then you heard Tiffany's voice, and then kind of, like, turn heel and, like, skirted off the stage. So he's just kind of, like, slowly, like, hey, I don't entirely understand what's going on here. Why are you walking away? And, like, sort of following behind you. Oh, oh, uh, um, okay. Gregory holds uh. out, Gregory notices what's going on, and he holds out his hand, and he's like, Michael, uh, and he try, he try, basically he tries to distract him, so he's like, Hey, Michael, uh, so what kind of fishing do you like to do? <laughs> oh, you see, he's, like, talking to you, but clearly, like, looking over your shoulder at a, like, mildly distraught olive. And is like, <laughs> oh, I like uh, fly fishing. Uh, I like worm fishing. I like beetle fish. Is she okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I think she just has some uh, personal business to take care of. Um, but it, it seems like she wants a little bit of privacy. So y- you want to just head over this way? Okay, well, I guess. Uh, Look, I'll make sure she stays here. I don't, she, I don't think she's trying to escape from you. Uh, she seems very interested. Meet me at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild! <laughs> Wait, is that a job offer or an invitation? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> los dos! Clara Casey. You see, now this could be like a Cinderella story where you're like, oh, she left at the last hour. How romantic is that? (laughs) She doesn't have to leave anywhere. We're going to take care of this. Yes, and we will take care of this in the second half of our episode. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, we, us, FBK, Fire Breathing Kittens, we're joined by Gregory. That's me. Aaron. This female dog is going down. And the champion of the romance conundrum, Olive. Is very confused crocodile. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. And did you know that we have webcomics? Look for the adventures of Firebreathing Kittens on webtoons.com. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to the fire-breathing kittens. We are once again joined by... Gregory. That's me. 
Aaron. Let me at her. Let me at her. And Olive. Hide. Uh, oh no, I'm going to be so embarrassed in front of my new date. After enjoying a wonderful round of games and snack food at the boardwalk paradise that is Skeleton Beach, our gang found themselves caught up in a romantic conundrum. A game of sorts in which people practice dating-style tactics. In which, after a good show from each of our contestants, Olive came out the victor and the potential future suitor for the lovely... Longhorn Minotaur Paladin, Michael. But this was not without issue, as the on-again, off-again friend of Olive. <laughs> uh, a real will-she-won't-she she of be a total jerk. Uh, <laughs> did the total jerk move of potentially carrying Olive... At her big dating show moment, Olive descends from the stage as Michael looks on frightfully between the halting of uh, Greg and the vicious fish-like barking of Aaron coming to the defense of his friend. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Olive back stage, as it were, which is just kind of standing behind a building. Uh, Yeah. Um, everybody else can also take action, but I thought taking right up from Olive's emotional state would be a good place to go and go. Olive is confused about a lot of different things. First off, I didn't know minotaurs could be eight feet tall. That's a bit large. I'm going to process that. And (laughs) (laughs) confused that she won. I didn't think anybody would be. Maybe it took the blindness of a dating game to look past these Mm. many teeth. And... And then lastly, what is up with Tiffany? At first, you know, in high school, she always did kind of act like two different people. Whenever she was alone with me, she was fine. But when she was with her friends, she was a bit mean and would say inappropriate things. And then when we were out on that boat together, and of course, that was just her and me and my friends. She seemed nice. So now I'm like, well, she's with friends again. So she's being all mean again. Ah, Tiffany, you're a roller coaster. <laughs> But I know you can't say anything nice about me around your friends, so me being near Michael around you, I should avoid that. Uh, let me get a perception or insight from Olive. An insight of 14? You look back again at that note, and she seems to really be playing up the fact that you cannot beat her in volleyball. And it would be, like, humiliating for her. Like, her friends would never talk to her again if you beat her in volleyball. Hmm. Hmm. I Like, I hate to say that someone is better off alone, because that seems like a bad thing to say. <laughs> like, I hope you're lonely. <laughs> but I think it's for her own good that maybe she's not near these friends. How's that? We should beat her in volleyball. Yes, I'll say with your insight check. You get the feeling like it would not be a bad idea to beat her in volleyball. Okay, I have a plan. I'm going to play a game of volleyball with my barbarian and fish manipulating friends. (laughs) Speaking of them, we cut to the other side of the stage. Gregory, you are engaged with sort of like a casual tete-a-tete as this minotaur like takes a step forward and then you kind of like gently like 
no, let's take a step back. I'll just, like, having a moment. And he's like, well, I would like to talk to her, though. And you're like, but she has asked to not be spoken to. <laughs> and uh, Aaron, I imagine you're just, like, yeah, mad-dogging this rude little girl from the stage. Oh, I'm ready to attack. <laughs> yeah, like, well, so what are you guys doing? And go. <laughs> so Gregory, Gregory uh, really quickly tells... Michael, he's like, listen, it looks like there might be something going down here. And uh, I don't want you to get a bad impression of any of us uh, because you seem like a really nice guy and you seem like a really noble guy. But uh, one thing you have to know is we protect each other and sometimes it can get a little scrappy. So I would maybe suggest that you... uh, recuse yourself of this environment if you catch my drift yes i think i have to go send a letter i'll be by the train station for probably the next half hour and uh yeah Uh, otherwise like i don't know maybe i'll get some he's kind of like walking away like a little bit like scratching at like his horns or he's just like casually like brushing his horns being like maybe i'll get some nachos i guess Gregory yells out, you should try the electric squid. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, bro. Like, you got my number. We're going fishing. See you soon. And, uh, Aaron. Aaron is jumping off the stage. Mm-hmm. He uncorks his bottle and draws out a, a, a puddle of water and then shoots it out towards this, this group of girls and, it, and so that it slides under their feet. And then he freezes it, and then he walks up to her, and he shoves her. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I okay. It, what action... I'm just trying to figure out the action economy here. I think you can bring out the water, put it under your feet, and freeze it. I don't know if you have another action to shove them. Because what prestidigitation is like a cantrip, which you can like freeze water. I assume you yeah. have that. Yeah, uh, basically, I'm using b- both of those are shape water. Oh, okay. Those are okay. shape water abilities. So that's a cantrip. Do you, um, he, okay, yeah. So bonus action for one, regular action for the other. Assuming that my mo- that my movement will get me there. Yeah. So you can't take the shove action, but you can cast the two spells. Well. I can't take the shove action because I thought movement and then you have an action and a bonus. Well, does it take two actions to bring the water out and freeze it? Or can you bring it out and freeze it in one spell? I believe it's in one spell because it's all just a shape water cantrip. You can only manipulate in one of the following ways. So you'd have to... Yes, you would have to use two. So you can do it. You just can't shove. Two actions. So I am stalking towards her as I have used two actions to put water under their feet and then freeze it. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I will... Okay, here's a little devil's bargain. If you also put it under your feet, you can just take your move action and then bowling ball straight into them. I'll do it! I'll do it! (laughs) So you're also going to potentially fall down from this. But you, like... I'm all right with that. Yeah, like Iceman from X-Men. You, like, make an ice slide... And, uh, cool. So yeah, we'll take the shove action now. So contested strength. Okay. 
They did not roll super spicy. You could definitely do this if you roll well. Uh, I got a nine. Ooh, okay. They got a ten. So Ah. you, like, bump into him. I'll give you this. It's like, they can't tell you tried to knock him down. It's more of just like you bump chest and we're just like, what's up? That you're like, oh, God, okay, I didn't get him. You know you failed. Um, uh, one of the girls in the back is like, oh my God, Olive's got like a little freak from the ocean helping her out. What a freak move. Um, uh, and Gregory, you notice Gregory's- the girl, oh. the girl who, uh, Tiffany is not talking and she's kind of like just looking at you with like a flat face while these other girls are saying shit. Uh, Gregory, you, uh, Gregory steps in and says, you're, that's where you're wrong. She has two freaks from the ocean. Well, I Aww. grew up around the ocean, but I'm trying to be cool. Aww. You're like the fattest, oldest elf we've ever seen. And then one of the girls <laughs> is like, oh my god, I think he's a human. And they're like, uh, uh, and they all do that fake, like, like uh, gag me with a spoon thing from the 90s. I'm going to date myself at this one. And <laughs> these were what me girls were like when I was a kid. <laughs> um, uh, I'm actually a Loxodon. Oh, that's right. Loxodon. Thank you very much. Um, That was really bad. I kind of want to edit that out. <laughs> oh, they could just, they could have just been wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, what the heck is a loxodon? <laughs> Giant elephant man. <laughs> no, like, I understand, like, what that is, but this is, like, this doesn't seem, like, this seems like a big pile of goo. It doesn't seem like a loxodon. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Listen. I thought... I think, I think that you might just be dealing with some stuff, so I'm not gonna hold that against you, because... You know, a lot of the times when people say mean things, it's because they're actually hurting themselves. So, I just want to let you know, I'm not going to hold that against you. What's your bonus to charisma? Um, plus zero. Okay, so if she rolls less than a ten on a wisdom saving throw, she's going to have to accept some honest truth about herself. (laughs) She rolled a two. So, she just kind of like... I think I need to go call my sister and like runs away from the group. Yes. Uh, yeah. One enemy defeated in social combat. Yes. <laughs> Just schooled. My favorite kind of combat. Um, so they close ranks and um, kind of like nudge Tiffany and she's like, look, where's Olive? I just came to challenge her to a volleyball game just to remind her what a... um." bad volleyball player she is and she kind of like looks back at the group for approval and they kind of like look at her like what do you what yeah she's she's like not very good where was olive and she's like looking at like aaron and gregory where's olive huh (laughs) yeah like i just want to go like tell her what a nerd she is uh Uh, insight check from either of you insight check sure eight Oof. <laughs> I think that Tiffany's a jerk, right? Yes, yes. Especially with an eight, you think she genuinely wants to go find Olive to like call her a nerd and tell her she's bad at volleyball. Can I use? Can I? Can I? Am I allowed to do something at this point? Oh, you can act whenever you want. Like, 
Oh, cool. Yeah, like, I'm going to use prestidigitation to create an illusion, like a illusion of buckets of blood that just dump over this little crowd of people. Okay. We were on a stage. We said it earlier. <laughs> uh, what is your uh, spell save? Or your spell DC or like whatever it's called. The number they have to beat. Mm, for Can you roll against prestidigitation? Uh, well, they... Th- uh, <sighs> See, the problem with prestidigitation has no, like, tangible effect. So it's, this is them seeing blood coming down and freaking out. So that's why I'm like, let's just see. It's their, like, uh, wisdom's a thing. Spell save DC 13. Yeah, okay. So um, one of the girls, like, like, kind of, like, puts her hand up and, like, droplets hit her first. And then she kind of, like, drops it. The other two girls see blood coming down and instantly run, like, cowards, like, into the crowd away from it. Um, So now it's just Tiffany and this one other bully girl. And um, the bully girl's like, oh, cool move. Guess what I can do? She snaps her fingers and goes, you're lame. And uh, (laughs) attempts to cast vicious mockery on you. (laughs) Uh, could you make, I believe it's a wisdom saving throw? Oh, that was bad. Um, let's see. Wisdom, wisdom. Oof. Uh, that would be a four. Yeah. So you take three points of damage and like you feel the effects of this burn, like affect your soul. You have been served magically. <laughs> can i respond <clears throat> yeah They're, you're just casting spells oh. at each other like being nasty at this point <laughs> vicious mockery is a very low level spell and like it's you know she's definitely not yeah. going for blood so like this isn't like a dra- it's just you know i mean you can do react in any way you like but uh oh well, I'm I'm gonna respond with vicious mockery, and I'm gonna respond. Yeah, well, your boyfriend seems to think that you're the lame one. He says you can't do anything as well as I can. <gasps> oh my god! I'm sorry, David said what? And she <laughs> runs off like I have to call my boyfriend. Uh, you guys have fully socially defeated this crowd of mean girls. Wow. Uh, it is now you have just the lone Tiffany, which both of you believe to be a mean girl, uh, waiting for you. Like, right in front of you. Like, she's like, oh, actually, she breaks character once uh, everybody else is gone. It's like, oh my god, can I please talk to all of I'm so sorry about that letter I sent her. I didn't mean it. Like, I've been stuck with this girl's ever since we had a reunion last week, and it's just been nothing but wine days and brunches and i just need a break um gregory approaches tiffany puts his hand on her shoulder and says listen you owe it to yourself you don't have to hang out with toxic people like that you get to choose who your friends are you know and if you don't feel comfortable around them or don't feel comfortable doing what they're doing you don't have to hang out with them so it's a little bit on you Oh, so I'm just supposed to have no friends? Like, I'm not brave like Olive. I can't just, like, go out on my own. That's why I wanted to talk to her. Jeez, why do you think I'd send her such, like, a mean letter? I thought she'd be like, hey, what the heck? That was super rude. We hung out super cool last time. (laughs) I'm just trying to 
tell you that life's a lot easier when you spend time with people you like. Uh, yeah, life's a lot easier when you have very few social connections as well. Sometimes, like, the whole world just comes crashing in on you, and you're like, how am I going to get out? What do I do? Like, I'm sorry, who are you again? <laughs> I'm just Gregory. <laughs> Lovely to meet you, Greg, and she turns to Aaron. <laughs> we could teach you how to bite them. <laughs> Olive, and she just turns and starts yelling Olive. So Olive, backstage, like, only about 30 seconds have passed. Like, that was technically a combat round. So, um, (laughs) and then you hear Tiffany, like, yelling Olive. Also, you know, and you, uh, yeah, yeah. There was no spells that you would have noticed backstage, so. I assume that she's chasing me and is calling me out, like... (laughs) Because she's going to embarrass me in front of Michael. So I look around for an exit. Uh, Again, this is all like an open air. Like you're essentially like burning man with like a couple permanent shops. Like (laughs) so you can just go running off into like the beach. (laughs) The playa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, so I I head to the electric squid place. Uh. Oh, wait, no. I know Aaron better than that. I head to Muscle Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with daylight fading, the muscle folks of Muscle Town uh, are leaving for the night. The showers have gone cold, and the uh, weights have long since silenced themselves in their racks. Um, muscle Town is now like you hear music playing throughout as the denizens of muscle town done with their daily exercises do what they you know also like to enjoy i.e whatever the heck they want is there a hot tub um i mean most of the hot tubs are located in jacuzzi alvania but uh (laughs) they do have one turkish bath style uh permanent building okay If I could relax there while waiting for my friends, I would. But if I can't see outside, I wouldn't go in there. I would just hang out, like, I guess near the showers. Cool. So you can just hang out and, like, uh, basically there's no, like, entertainment in this area aside from the actual people doing exercises. So it's like they're done doing exercises. So, like, in the few sort of bungalows that are established, they're, like, playing cards, playing music with each other, just, like, hanging out, you know? Um, so you can just like chill and even though you frequently call yourself obese, like you have been doing monk training courses, you do have pretty good stats. Like you are built roughly the same shape as a lot of these bodybuilders. So you definitely don't stick out. Oh no, out. I'm really fat. Yeah, no, I'm 240 pounds and 5'10". So I'm quite overweight. Well, what's your That's constitution and strength yeah, though? So I'm fat. I'm real fat. There's muscle underneath there. Yeah. There's starting to be muscle underneath the layers of fat. <laughs> All hey, I'm saying very is hidden. You, you performed a perfect backflip. You fit in here. I think that speaks for itself. Yeah, you did a perfect backflip <laughs> okay. not an hour ago. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm definitely not human. But, you know, so if there's anything warm, I'm going to lay on it. And if there's anything water, I'm going to dive in it. And otherwise, I'm just going to lay flat on the ground. And pull the statue routine or log routine and just wait for my friends. <laughs> like, if there's a sunbeam, I'll warm myself there. If there's a heated... There's these, like, massage tables sometimes that are, like, heated. 
I would just lay on it. Okay. I'll give you a heat of massage table. <laughs> yeah, I'll just lay on that and wait and just be like, <laughs> I don't want anyone to see me like this. I just like cry. <laughs> uh, cool. Aaron and Gregory. Uh, this Tiffany uh, girl has just sort of like walked away from you guys as she's still like at her core a mean girl, even though she is trying to become nice. Uh, you're not giving her what she wants. So she's like, rather than be mean <laughs> until I get it, I'm just going to disconnect myself. So what are you guys up to? I think we have to go run and find Olive. Uh, yeah, Gregory wants to wants to find Olive. So knowing where she was last, you run back behind the set. Do not see her there. Um, yeah. All right, Aaron. If we're going to find Olive, we need to think like Olive. Oh, now, no. <laughs> if I were Olive, where would I hide? Where did you get the cheesy fried stuff? <gasps> That You're right. Go first. <laughs> You're right. We should go to the cheesy bread stand. <laughs> to the cheesy bread stand. Uh, so yeah, you run over to Snacksburg and find the rainbow cheese stall. Um, and it, it's it's like a montage of those like when people are like showing like a picture of someone, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and just sort of like shrug at him to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just various snack food stalls Fried chicken on a stick Shrimp on a shrimp Pasta ball <laughs> You check back at pasta ball twice um, <laughs> And Gregory is correct, collecting free samples From every place he goes yeah. to as well Aaron is looking at him disgustedly <laughs> Gregory uh, At one point says You know You'll be my age one day, too. Your body can't look like that forever. And then he shoves another uh, snack into his mouth. Watch me. I'm ageless. Uh, well, I hadn't really considered that. Maybe you can look that way forever. Well, I'm embracing my age. Nom, 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 nom. Fun fact. Tritons do age. Aaron just does not accept this. <laughs> uh... Uh, maybe she's hanging out in that eel place she liked eating those oh you guys know me so well that's where i wanted to go <laughs> all right let's check out the eel place <laughs> so all right let's go you notice the eel place as these are uh electric squids uh is actually inhabited <laughs> by squids i know i tried to make it fantasy should have just gone Darn with the it, eels we forgot Would've again been way easier um <laughs> <laughs> These electric squids uh, are also bioluminescent. So as the sun has now set, the entire squid pool glows with a sort of soft pink and blue. Like it floods the area in the same way that like a lit up body of water gives those sort of like lilting light patterns on the walls. Um, and there's like kids sort of like dipping their arms in, like still playing the shot game. There's couples just sort of enjoying the light, and uh, the squid guy is still just, like, frying up squid upon squid. Oh, hey, uh, I go over... Oh, go ahead. I go over to the, the squid pool and say, yo, squid babies, you seen our friend? Nah, we ain't <laughs> seen nobody. Not like we'd snitch if we did. <laughs> you want to go on the grill? Oh, whoa, okay, boss, okay, boss, uh... 
Look, uh, I was talking to one of the seagulls earlier, and uh, I heard your uh, crocodile friend was, like, looking over this direction, but then uh, suddenly changed routes and headed somewhere else. Now, don't grill me, okay? I got a, I got a clutch of eggs just waiting to be hatched. All right. You can live this time. Some of them earlier. <laughs> I'm glad I don't talk to them. <laughs> uh, I run out out of this building and look around for any sign of her. Um, give me a perception check or survival, whatever you'd rather make. Survival is more of a traditional tracking. Perception might be like actually seeing something. I rolled a 19, so I'm not sure it matters regardless. <laughs> okay. Either way, you're like, the lure of uh, Muscle Town is like, mm, I feel like I should go back there. <laughs> gotcha. Yo, Gregory, I just have a feeling. <laughs> I'm really supposed to be in that Muscle Town building right now. Of course you have a feeling that you should be in Muscle Town right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, boy, listen, let's go. Listen, I, well, all right, well, all right, you've convinced me. Let's go. Uh, cool. So you guys head off and within a few short minutes of searching, Olive has made herself like semi apparent to like specifically like if her friends are looking for her, like, oh, this is probably where Aaron would look first. And then Aaron is like, let's look here first and immediately finds Olive. Yay. <laughs> uh, so you guys are together. Olive, we were worried sick. Gregory, Aaron. <sighs> I knew you were fine. You're tough. <laughs> you escaped Tiffany. Yeah, she's a bit of a uh, firecracker. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's really nice when she's by herself. Well, she's by herself now. We dumped blood on her friends. <laughs> <laughs> you what? Yeah. Yeah, I also ruined one of their relationships. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm not amused. All I right, encouraged well... one of them to look inward. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You're so nice. <laughs> And by the way Aaron says it, you can tell that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gregory is completely oblivious to the fact that it was uh, sarcastic. He's like, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, big guy. To keep her away from her friends long term, maybe we should beat her in volleyball and then they'll dump her. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I, I was going to say I, ha I have some rope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that sounds good, too. You know, I... uh. I played some volleyball back in the uh, back in the old school days, and uh, you know, intramural. So uh, I, I could uh, I can be convinced to join a little uh, a little game or two. Oh, what position? Uh, this might surprise you, but I was actually a libero. What? Yeah. Liberos are the best because the only way to lose is for the ball to hit the ground in our court. And when you got a good libero, that doesn't happen. High five. Yeah. Well, you can also lose by the ball hitting uh, the ground out, out of bounds. That's true. Technically. And <laughs> I, I would sometimes do that. Or if the ball hits the ceiling, or if the ball hits an audience member, or if the <laughs> ball hits the referee, all of which have happened under my libero ship. But uh, I think I can do it. <laughs> okay. Aaron, what position do you want to play? I've never played this before. I have a dagger. Will that help? <laughs> We're going to make you in the front without your weapons. And then anytime we pass you the ball, spike it down on him. Okay. 
Okay, everyone will cheer for you the most. <laughs> uh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, All right. yeah, uh-huh. All right, I'll do the setter, because I rotated through that a few times. So I'll be setter. We got a setter, a libero, and a spiker. Let's do this. Perfect. Uh, cool. So you're confident in your volleyball squad. Do you want to add anyone else? I mean, <sighs> um, we really could use a setter, because I'm not actually a setter. Do you guys think Gregory could set? Because he's really tall. So he, he I could say, you know who else is tall? Michael. Michael. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, wait right here. Wait right here. I'm going to go find him. Uh, Gre- <laughs> while, while, right, right while you're saying that, Gregory just uh, like toots out of his uh, snout. Like basically sounds like it's a megaphone. And he says, Michael, are you anywhere <laughs> nearby? Oh, no. We're right next to the train. Uh, you also know he told you he was going to be at the train station. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess this is literally one of the first buildings out up from the train station. So he's like right outside the door. Oh, so did he hear me? Uh, yeah. Should I like, like roll for that or something? This was the equivalent of when, like, when a parent's dropping their kid <laughs> off at middle school, and then like as soon as they get out of the car, they honk the horn. And they're like. Bye, I love oh, that's you. absolutely Gregory like, energy. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, a couple, like, minutes go by. Like, it's more like seconds pass as you guys are kind of, like, looking at each other. Like, well, do you think he heard? And then you kind of see, like, a figure um, fully, like, on all fours with, like, head up moving like a charging bull. You see, like, his plate mail has been designed to, like, as he goes into all four mode, like it locks back into like sort of like stallion plate. <laughs> and uh, then he comes with like a skid in the sand and like stands up and you see it's like super cool armor, like slides back into more like humanoid shape. And he's like, Oh, Hey, um, what's up? Did you guys call me? I thought I heard like, maybe like, but did you guys say my name? Oh, Hey, Olive. <laughs> all right, Michael. Uh, Gregory goes up to him and gives him a like bro <laughs> chest bump. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he he like goes back and then does one of the like slap handshakes oh, yeah. and then puts his like arm around your back, pulls you in for just like one bump, and then he like put your hard shove away because it's like like the predator handshake where it's just like <laughs> yeah, like a predator handshake into a shoulder nice. clap, and then it's just like oh, oh so, that yeah. that's that's good. What's going I'm, on? I'm glad we're just friends, honestly. <laughs> you he's like honestly now the game's over you locked it in with that first fishing one also like dude just so in case you want a romance i could smell your fish head from across the barrier hey so i was kind of just gambling that that might have been a benefit uh hindsight's 2020 you know like i'm gonna be honest that first round i was mostly trying to triangulate where that smell was coming from hey you win some you lose some no hard feelings. Hey, you know what? You want a friendship, my man. Hey, and you know what? We're al- we're also going to win this volleyball tournament if you <laughs> join us. What do you say? Oh, are we getting down with some VB? We're gonna we're gonna get D with some VB. Oh, VB, AD all day. <laughs> okay, faux show. Um. <laughs> He kind of catches himself as he's broing down too hard, and it's like, okay, you're wait, hold on, like he he like he's like shut up, dude, um, and like puts on like his paladin face, and he's like, uh, Olive, 
you um you got out of there pretty quick earlier um you everything's cool are are you playing um volleyball let me roll for this because i guess olive as an athlete would be into the bro type so oh okay so i was gonna be like above 10 she's really ballsy below 10 she's shy and that's a one so (laughs) (laughs) olive just like blushes and (laughs) hides behind aaron and and squeaks from behind him through her crocodile voice (laughs) face yeah Yep. Um, I got an old high school friend who wants to play volleyball with me, and uh, yep. <laughs> um, so I rolled to see how into this he was, and he rolled a nineteen. Oh no! <laughs> so, like, I'll send a picture if you already confirm <laughs> it. Like, uh, so he kind of like responds in kind like you know they say like when people are into each other they sort of like match mannerisms and he like takes like a step closer to gregory (laughs) and it's like uh yeah dude like and he just like slips back into nervous bro mode is like yeah no we can get down like uh so is do we have a um labaro or uh whatever or who's setting and he just like instantly is like uh okay say every term you know about volleyball you would be the setter (laughs) if you want to be yeah, like that sounds cool. If you, yeah, if you want me to be, I will be like, I, I will set all day. And he starts like doing squats, <laughs> and you can hear like his armor's creaking. And then he's like, ah, that's, ah, that sounds super dumb. Um, uh, I, I got, I got armor grease somewhere. And he's like patting himself. Yeah. So the plan is, I and Gregory will make sure that if the ball comes at us, we'll stop it from hitting the ground. We'll pass it to you, and you set it up for Aaron to spike it. Yeah, <laughs> we got we this. We got this. I question this plan, but okay. Yeah, I like tentatively high five the Go whole team. All whole, whole high five us. Go. Wait, wait, wait. Before <laughs> we uh, before we start, are we just naming the team name Fire Breathing Kittens, or are we thinking about a different team name, or what? What? What's what's the uh, thought process around this? Electric Squid. <laughs> Electric squids. Now that's a I... team name. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, to no one's surprise, Michael agrees with Olive. <laughs> uh, cool. So it's a simple matter of a volleyball game then, guys. All right. Let's do this. Simple, he says. <laughs> yeah. You guys walk to a new section of town the recreational athletic field. You see there's multiple beach sport like areas set up. Um, ooh, what's the one? Tetherball, uh, volleyball, frisbee golf, like a, a rough football court's been erected. There's even like a small basketball area as well as a bunch of crazy fantasy sports like Magic Node and Schmolf. <laughs> Which will be developed in a later episode. So stay Ooh, Schmolf, I love that one. Gregory is very bad at Schmolf. Yeah, I, I know. You all want to know what Schmolf is, huh? <laughs> um, uh, but that is not why we're here. We are here for some straight up volleyball. You can tell it's the main court by the amount of illumination around it. Now we're far past sunset and well into the night. A cold ocean air rushes over your skin any exposed parts are prickled on end 
I was going to say goose skin, but uh, I think over half this group has scales or fur. So, <laughs> But yeah, it's cold. You can tell by the illumination around the court that Tiffany and her team have already been establishing dominance. Uh, much like the robot designed to arm wrestle, this team designed to volleyball has been slowly smashing all <laughs> opponents. I think everyone has two punches, right? Um, I believe Gregory has one because he lost the arm Gregory wrestling. Gregory has one. True. Well, unless he got a. Unless he got a participation punch for the uh, the game, the uh, yeah. the dating game. Are we saying we were all just using one one card? Because we did finish three challenges. Oh yeah, yeah. You have a collective total. Uh, yeah, so you definitely have enough for one card. You can clear two cards easy. You know what? We'll do it straight up carnival style, where you can just trade down from the big snake to two smaller elephants, so to speak. Nice. Um, cool. So, that being said, you are approaching the volleyball court. And this looks like a survival-style elimination ceremony. <laughs> uh, would anyone like to take any dramatic actions as they enter the scene, a la pro wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know that long stage that they walk down and then they do, like, a pose? <laughs> Olive will burn a key point to do Step of the Wind... And to take the dash action as a bonus action on my turn, and my jump distance is doubled for the turn, so I'm going to, like, jump with my arms Superman style, and then, like, pull my feet in and land, having jumped 26 feet horizontally. (laughs) 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 Sticking Uh, the landing, putting my two feet down in the sand, spraying up the sand around me when I land with my arms raised above my head. (laughs) 9.0. Gregory thinks... Oh, sorry. Oh, not only does all that dramatic action, but the step of the wind, like, airflow behind you cause all the, like, wick-lit torches to, like, one by one go out behind you. (laughs) As, like, attention is dramatically drawn to the center of the ring where it's like, (laughs) what the heck? Oh, wow. (laughs) Dramatic olive. Uh, Go ahead, Greg. Uh, Gregory thinks to himself without saying anything. He thinks, man, we really could have used that key point during the game. (laughs) <laughs> um, um you guys uh michael since he is now a, a good like 30 feet away from all it just goes dang <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah Go ahead. and aaron calmly walks up to his compatriots here and says you know what guys i really admire each of you you are both some of the most competent people I have ever met, and I think we're gonna do. I think we're gonna do okay. Gre- Gregory gets choked up a little bit. He's like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, no worries. Take take some some bardic inspiration here. Yes. Everybody has a bardic inspiration die. Ooh. Nice. Can we use that on abilities or skills? You can use that on any kind of role you like, but there's only one. Uh, Michael just looks at Aaron, kind of like gives him like a big smile and then just gives him a big hug and was like, <laughs> you know, like, oh my, yeah, <laughs> thanks bud. It was, uh, you know, we met in a dating show, but like, uh, I think everything's shaken out pretty good. I'm glad to know you too. 
you are also very competent. (laughs) (laughs) I should be. So then he does turn like immediately towards the volleyball thing and is like, all right, now let's go help out Olive. Let's go. Uh, so everybody charges in and the mean girls, uh, you see two of them are bleary die from like having intense cry phone calls for like most of this, <laughs> but you also see they're thick with sweat as they're just taking out all of their emotions in volleyball. <laughs> uh, the other two, which were scared off by blood are now like looking at you like, mm, you're so tricky. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, then you see Tiffany just kind of like looking at you with like, composed face but like the eyes give her away of like let's do this but like let's kick my butt <laughs> you know uh mm. yes so uh pure athleticism just trying to do like a good game of volleyball will be athletics checks okay. if you want to do some wily moves this includes spell work or whatever where you know it's like not so much um just doing the spell, but like being able to functionally play volleyball while doing something, that would be a slight of hand check. And uh, if you want to mean girl back at the other group, that'll be intimidation. So that's sort of like your mm. three things you can do in this round. And it's a little bit like rock, paper, scissors, where um, athleticism is beat by intimidation. Intimidation is beat by spell work and spell work is beat by athleticism. Hmm. Wait, let me write that down. Intimidation, it beats what? Uh, in, okay, we'll do it this. Intimidation beats spell work. Spell, or, or, sorry, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand beats athleticism. And athleticism beats intimidation. Gotcha. So Can... either you be a better player, you freak somebody out, or you get real sneaky. <laughs> Can, like, do we have time to cast a spell in this area before? Before the game starts um i'll say you guys can kind of like socially start the game whenever you're ready uh depending on how you're casting this spell they could take note and you know at least one of them because she did vicious mockery is a spell caster they could also in turn be like oh you're casting preparatory spells i'm gonna do that too so if you do yeah like then cool yeah you can totally <laughs> do it and but under the assumption they probably also will cast a spell I think we should cut out some of the lying that seems to be happening around here. Just have a good, clean game. (laughs) What do you guys think? Yeah, question mark? I'm fine with that. I'm pretty much an open book. How big is a volleyball court? Oof. Is it more than 15 feet? I would would assume so. Yeah, it definitely is. But... I think half of it... They're half of it more than 15 feet. If it's a... It's 30 feet by 60 feet. So it is 60 feet, like 30 feet on each side. 30 foot by 30 foot. So you could get half of it. Gotcha. Mm, I can only cover 15 feet. Hey, Michael, you're a paladin. Yeah. Do you also know Zone of Truth? Uh, (laughs) Yes. If I remember the way paladin spells work, I believe I do. Yes, it's it's a bard, cleric, or paladin spell. Uh, wanna 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 help me out here and uh, you know make sure there's no more lying from these mean girls. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. 
So between the two of us, we can cover the whole 30 feet of their side of the court. And they have to make a charisma saving throw on a failed save. Uh, They cannot speak a deliberate lie while in the radius of this spell. We will know whether everyone succeeds or fails. Oh my god, not one of them broke a 10. (laughs) My DC is 13. So, none of these women can lie to each other or to us during this game. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. A bit of a therapy session as well. I do want to say, just to, like, as everyone knows how impressive this was, they're all mean girls. Like, pretty popular girls. (laughs) High charisma characters. So, like, I mean... None of them have an 18, so that, woo, with a 13 check, that was, you threaded that needle perfectly. Beautiful. Dang. I am shocked. I was not expecting that to work well. <laughs> I, one of them even got a natural one. So, like, they're, like, just blurting out facts. Wow. I peed the bed till I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, Gregory, as, a, as an attempt to psych them out asks them the simple question what do you girls think about each other oh (laughs) okay so i'm gonna give this with the zone of truth make your intimidation check at advantage okay um i have a plus zero so um with advantage i got a 20 natural 20 uh wonderful okay So, uh, the group sort of, um, devolves into (laughs) petty arguments. Well, like, no one is immediately like, I truly hate you as a person. But they're like, (laughs) um, you know what? Well, Jenna does owe me five bucks. And it's like, well, you know, um, actually I paid for the carriage ride the week before, so I don't really owe you anything. And if anyone owes me anything, Sheila owes me seven bucks for the pot stickers when we went to the port. And then it's just (laughs) like that, like, uh, they all actually think that, they are in debt to each other instead of realizing <laughs> they are friends and petty money like that should not be held accountable. Yes. Um, accountable. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yes. So any of them who are going to make, uh, I believe, athletics checks will now do so at disadvantage. Nice. Uh, so who goes next? I think... We didn't roll for initiative. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Uh, Oh, because we were just doing preparatory spells. So let's roll for initiative, and then maybe we'll have to cycle Gregory's last move, like, into initiative order. Oh, okay. Well, I I just imagine that being, like, during, like, the handshaking portion of everything. Oh, okay. Okay, so they can chat. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, then I'm just going to give a very simple minus one to... um, Okay their checks as they just have been lowly destabilized for this whole encounter <laughs> yeah nice. so um one member of each team let's uh roll for initiative for the group and that's sort of like what you're going to be set into for the round okay gotcha eight i got a 16 uh the other group did get a 17 so oh i tried uh they're gonna go first one of them yells, like, just folks up, and they're all just going to make athletics checks this round. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I have their highest and their lowest rolls. 
Um, so that's DC just for depending on the actions you make. If you uh, roll anything higher, you score the point for the round. We'll just say first to three. How does the, like, is the advantage versus disadvantage for whether we are intimidation or athletics or, because you said, like, one beats the other. Yeah. So if you, like, they're all doing athletics. If anyone tries to, like, slide a hand them, if they, well, I guess it's easier to do at advantage. If any of you breaks the highest of them, then you get advantage. Like, everybody else in the party gets uh, advantage on their rolls. Oh, okay. But if you roll, like, below the lowest, you could potentially incur disadvantage, you know, if some of them did different move. But this is a mechanic I'm trying out, but they're all just doing athletics to keep it simple. I have a quick mechanical question. Um, So Gregory has a five-foot-long trunk on his face (laughs) that can be used and maneuvered like an appendage. Uh, So it can, like, hit things, it can push things, it can pull things. So I'm assuming it could, like do like the motion of a fist in like bumping a ball. So like if he dove for something, he would have extra range. Would that factor into checks in any way? Uh, not in the checks, but you can go ahead and functionally have reach. Cool. Uh, okay. So does it matter when we all go? Uh, no, you're just taking turns as a team. Okay. I might want to go first then because I, well, Aaron's always going to do spells. I want you to go, um, I have an idea, because you're the spiker. Okay. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, it's usually libero, setter, spiker. Okay, so here's my plan. I'm going to say, Michael, Aaron, run to the front. Both of you run up to the front of the net, and as the ball comes at me, I'm going to do a sleight of hand, right? So the libero is going to catch it, so Gregory dives and receives the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts it up into the air. I'm going to put my two hands above my head with my fingertips touching and my elbows out. And I'm going to fake. That's my sleight of hand. Fake as if I'm going for Michael with the ball. But then when their timing's off and they've already jumped, I'm going to like um, use. So basically you can like lower your hands towards your head to increase the impact time of the ball hitting your hands. And it changes the pacing of the ball and instead of like you're not catching it but it's just slower than they thought it was because they thought you would like quick set it over to michael so he could spike it but instead i slowly set it over to aaron using my sleight of hand so that he can hit it from the other end of the court that they don't anticipate so that's my sleight of hand in volleyball i tried (laughs) (laughs) okay so what did you roll in your sleight of hand 18 you beat their highest now Anyone who is going to make believe... We have advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you have advantage now. Because they all did athletics, and you just beat it with a sleight of hand. So you all have advantage on your actions. Yay! Nice. So they don't see Aaron coming, and they have three blockers up in front of Michael, but he doesn't have the ball. Oh! I've uh, been watching too much Haikyuu. It's a good <laughs> anime. You should check it out. <laughs> Cool. So, Aaron, um, yeah. What What is your action going to be? You could try to double the seat, or uh... um. Well, I think I was just told I'm supposed to spike it over the net. Cool. So you're going to go for the athletics. So, uh, no. I'm of course I'm going to do sleight of hand. I always will. <laughs> um, so you, what you can do is just tap the ball and send it straight down on their side of the net. Basically, 
blocking its momentum and just making it drop like a rock. And that's a sleight of hand move instead of an athletics move because you just boop it right over the net. <laughs> well, I was Aaron doesn't play like that. He has his own way. Come on. <laughs> um, so Aaron is they're expecting me to spike it down right in front of them. But instead, when when Aaron jumps up to spike it, he uses his his cantrip shape water and has a little cup of water in his hand that he makes push outwards against the ball to give it a little extra force. And instead of spiking down right in front of them, it spikes where they're not defending out in the back of their area. And my role with advantage on that is a 25. Ooh. If an 18 beat their highest, a 25 thoroughly beats them. See why I will always be doing the sneak actions. Uh, cool. So, uh, Gregory, not to cut you short, bud, but they already scored the point for this round. They got <laughs> enough successes to uh, go through. So, yeah. Gregory's they're... fine with that. He says, where to go, guys? Well, you have a turn. Is there anything you can do to help uh, for future rounds? Oh. Yeah, you could set up for the next round, but um, hmm. this one's already been resolved. Oh, okay. Um, so, okay. Something emerges from deep within Gregory. Um, it's been a while since he's played competitive sports, and one oh, aspect no. that he forgot about himself <laughs> was that he becomes very competitive uh, during certain sports and volleyball is one of them. So he actually enters a rage, um, all of a <laughs> sudden and just screams out, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> um, and in that way, I would like to roll for intimidation because everyone on the other team has seen Gregory be this like kind bumbly guy and they've never seen him scream before. So, uh, yeah, wonderful. Right, I'm <laughs> please, roll please. intimidation. Ooh, <laughs> an eight. Uh, um, it is not lower than their lowest, so you don't have to worry about like reversing any benefits. Okay, okay. But uh, d it does not increase any effectiveness. Gotcha. Uh, cool. So it's back to their turn. They're going to switch. Oh, wait. Michael still has an action. Uh, so Michael is going to follow suit. He's not a barbarian, so he can't go into a rage. <laughs> but he just lets out, like, a ripping loud moo. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, deep from inside of his chest. We were like, ooh, I've never been afraid of a cow before, but that wasn't a good noise. Um, <laughs> uh he tied with their lowest. Uh, so they are going to sort of laugh as he tried to make a moo scary. <laughs> uh, intimidations in the next round will be made a disadvantage. Mm. Uh, cool. So it's their turn. So they're going to, let's just say, two athletics, two intimidates. So, boop, 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 boop. Ooh, okay. In volleyball, wouldn't it be our turn now because we scored the point? Mm -hmm. It's our serve. I, but yeah. I've not played volleyball since I was 15 years old. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, you guys can go. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me correct. <laughs> okay. Let me go first this time. 
Um, I am going to uh, casually toss the ball back to who's serving? Michael. Sure. Okay, yeah, I'll toss it back to Michael and say, here you go, buddy. And as my back is turned to them, I will cast Unseen Servant. Ooh. And I got a 14 plus 6 is 20, non-natural. And I'm going to cast the the Invisible Servant and command him to go over on their side. And anytime the ball is coming towards somebody, just trip them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So uh, sneaky. Yeah, the unseen service doesn't speak, but like the whoosh that it makes as it like moves away from you, you're like it has purpose behind it. Like it understands <laughs> its task. Yep. Wow. Uh cool. So Gregory or Olive? Um, so Greg I mean Gregory would just like to make an athletics check. Cool. Uh as will Michael. We'll make his now. Yep, because he's serving. Uh, Gregory got a non-natural 20. Uh, cool. So both of you, uh, they're highest. So right. uh, Michael sets it. Gregory keeps it funky. And uh, <laughs> Olive? Olive is going for the athletics. She's going to step the wind again to move extra fast and receive a ball that was going to be out of bounds, but she can leap 26 feet. <laughs> and that's a 10 so like she got there it's not graceful she gets sand everywhere like <laughs> just totally um and but reached out her hands and did return the ball to the court or, uh, or maybe not it, it's a 10 you tell me how i rolled <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like how to interpret that i tried to dive 26 feet and get the ball <laughs> so uh yeah i'll say it was um in between, like, uh, Aaron, or sorry, Michael and Gregory's turn. So Michael sets it, they serve it back, once out of bounds, Olive pops it back in, and then Gregory comes in for the serve. Um, three of you beat their highest, that's all you need to score the point for the round. Um, so yeah, you guys are two points ahead, just all thoroughly right. trouncing these enemies. Only 23 left to go. <laughs> for a uh, comparative two-thirds of the points um so yeah they flustered go into a round of intimidation checks um just talking trash trying to throw all of you off their off your game so what's the moves you all are making um, so I have Loxit on Serenity, which means I have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. Uh, would that fall under intimidation? Uh, no, frightened is a condition. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gregory's gonna roll athletics again. That's a nine. Oof. You still have your bardic inspiration. Oh, I'm gonna burn that. And, uh... Roll a d6. Five. Uh, so 14 total. Pull yourself through. It does not break their highest. So it counts uh. as one fail for your team. Olive, Aaron, Michael. Michael is going to attempt an athletic. So that's his best. He did not do very well. Um, yeah. So both of Olive and Aaron will both need to succeed. 
just to prevent no points for the other side. Okay. Where's the ball right now? Uh, it's coming over to your side. Is that it? It went over. Oh, uh, no, it's on it their side. over our heads, Olive spends her last step of the wind to jump 26 feet in the air and try to spike it down before it can get here. <laughs> Athletics check. Plus my bardic inspiration. 18. Uh, yeah, Olive jumps up. This ball just skirts beyond her fingertips. She kicks off the air itself just enough to get a one finger behind it and push it back towards. It's coming down hard on the field. <laughs> one point. On the court. I, yeah, volleyball terms. Aaron. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to use a sneak. Um, one of my racial abilities is gust of wind. I am going to invoke that and make the ball slightly change direction from where it was heading. So they'll have a harder time hitting it back. Um, I rolled a 13 plus my six is uh, 19. Ooh. Again, just like Olive narrowly, like getting you, you have a little bit firmer of a grasp over it, but you pull that wind and whoo, slam it back down. Um, I can see over the wall. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> Sorry, say. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I love <laughs> <heck> you. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a push. This round continues. So they're gonna go into all athletics checks. <sighs> okay. Um, what are you guys doing this turn? I'm gonna do an athletics check. All right. Eighteen. Uh, yeah, so you go, let's see, Michael's going to roll his, oh, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, you and Michael, again, do a tag team together. You guys, like, set it up real nice, two successes for your side. Um, if Aaron or Olive can succeed on their respective check, then you will score the last point needed to win. Olive's going to try to... Pass it to our spiker, Erin, using her athletics. She got a 19 on the dice. Plus 3 is 22. She stands there, unmoving, and with one hand, like, lobs it over to Erin, like, with this vicious mockery grin on her face at the other girls. Uh, I, I hope you weren't counting on me too much here. So, I rolled a 3, plus my 6 is 9. Um... I am going to try to spike it over while I command my unseen servant uh, to just kick d sand in, in all of their eyes. <laughs> so, And then they win because the other team was incapacitated. <laughs> uh, Aaron is a little bit like sort of misses the mark for the ball coming towards him as he's commanding his unseen servant. But Olive has such a command of the game that even with him not paying attention, the ball sort of bounces off of him. Okay, okay. There's there's this reference. He has his eyes closed as he spikes the ball, trusting that it will be in the position that it needs to be when his hand comes down. I, I watched way too much Haikyuu, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, wait, I got that one. <laughs> I, did, I watched a few episodes. Um, but yeah, together, even with Aaron 
sort of flubbing on his check. Olive's check was just so good, and you did only need three out of four. So, uh... (laughs) With his eyes closed, Aaron swipes his hand and feels the pressure of the ball against it. Your hand connects with the ball, and with a slapping sound, you drive it down over the net. The final point in the match is concluded. You guys win! (laughs) Yeah, that's right, ladies. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How does it feel being losers? As as soon as the final whistle blows, uh, Gregory exits rage and says, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, I don't know what came over me there. I've got my arms around everybody in a group hug, and I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, yeah! If it was Gatorade, it would be poured over us. Yeah! <laughs> Olivade. Uh, yeah, the crowd's going nuts. Like, it's a total end of a game. Like... You guys straight up went at the standing champions and trounced them. <laughs> like, they did not get one round over you guys. Um, what an underdog story. You see, as you guys are, like, intimidating and laughing, um, that other group is totally just, like, insulting Tiffany and, like, being super <laughs> mean. And then they walk all away, and she kind of gives it, like, half a second and then once all their backs are turned she immediately runs over and like screams into your group hug and is like oh my god you don't know what a weight you've lifted like uh (laughs) she's like i understand i could have did this myself but sometimes it's so much easier when somebody forces the situation for you i'll work on my own personal responsibility and maturity in the future Um, yeah. Aaron disengages from the group hug. That was that's kind of a lot there, lady. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, but the everything sort of winds down. You guys get your last punch cards. Uh like the punches in them. Uh you did complete two of them. So, uh the prizes you can choose from are a uh warhammer that like looks like one of those big squishy ones. And if you critically hit someone with it, you can cause uh, the effect of Tasha's hideous laughter to last for 1d2 rounds. Because it's just so funny to get bonked with a big squishy hammer. Uh, (laughs) Does it make a squeak sound? It makes a very funny squeak sound. I don't know if you all played Paper Mario, but there was a badge you could get that made all of your attacks (laughs) do a squeaky sound. That's amazing. But there's that. Does Gregory want that? Do you hit things with hammers? Um, I do have, I mean, I'm a barbarian, so yeah. What's the damage stat on it? Uh, it's a standard Warhammer, but it just has an effect that goes off on a critical. Gotcha. Uh. I could take that, if no one else wants it. Yeah, go for it, Gregory. Hey, thanks, guys. There is, uh, SPF Sideways 8. (laughs) <laughs> which uh, will provide immunity to any fire or radiant damage for 1d4 rounds. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe. What are the other prizes? Uh, let's see. There is a talking bug that uh, it's called the uh, Jiminy Cockroach <laughs> that... <laughs> can cast like a lesser form of divine intervention it's uh what's that spell that just tells you if something's a good or bad idea or not oh auger Auger. yeah it can cast augury once per day 
in the context of like a moral standpoint of if this is a good idea okay, or not. not like a should we choose the right or left path it, it literally is like well i think that you know this wouldn't be a good idea i don't mean to be your conscience <laughs> but i think aaron needs that one <laughs> aaron doesn't want that one Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I didn't mean to make another Disney item, but like that that does have like a really good lineup. <laughs> What's another fun thing that you get at the beach? Oh, one of those coconut husk heads that uh, if you if you fail a concentration saving throw, it'll explode and absorb it for you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with one of these tubes of of sunscreen. Cool. You said it's immunity or resistance. Uh, resistance for a minute or immunity for four rounds? To fire or radiant? Yeah, and actually, instead of rounds, why don't we do 20 points of damage? Up to 20. Yeah. Okay. Or you can just lather yourself up and get resistance for a minute. And it's single use only? Yeah. Okay. Olive wants that. Can we both get it? Yeah. Yeah, they have. It's like literally a prize booth, like Dave and Buster's or whatever, or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> SPF sideways eight. Fire or radiant resistance for a minute or 20 point damage soak. One use. I like it. Perfect. Uh, and then what you taking, Grieg? Oh, I'm taking the Warhammer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what did Michael take? Oh, um. <laughs> Michael uh, decided to get uh, their matching uh, owlbear teddies that can <laughs> cast a uh, message to each other. And is like, um, I don't know if this is like too much, but sometimes I'm like on the battlefield and anyway, here you go. <laughs> also, like, I let my order know that I might be putting in a uh, application of the fire breathing kittens. You just made it sound really cool. So like if you need to talk to me about the application process, you can hit me up on this cute owl bear. It just uh, <laughs> it, it's the most reasonable. If they had something less adorable, I would have picked that, but you know. <laughs> is he handing that to Gregory? Uh no, he is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh we'll we'll leave that little plot point on that. Is like if you want to talk to him in the future, you got a little stuffed owl there you can chat with him with. And he is like, I have mm-hmm. expressed interest in the fire-breathing kittens potentially in the future. Cool. Um, yeah. Also, he got a bunch of candy. But he like... Yay! You can just see that in his uh, bag on the side. He's like, I just had some nice. extra tickets, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's two types of people. Those who go to Dave and & Buster's and just always save their tickets, or those who go to Dave and & Buster's and leave with a lot of Laffy Taffy. Yeah, he he decided to get the cheaper thing. He got the walkie-talkies and the Laffy Taffy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, that is largely it. Uh, Olive, you kind of, like, you know, Tiffany sort of, like, said her piece of just, like, this was a lot for me. Thanks for helping me out here, dude. Like, I now have enough bandwidth in my life to, like, you know, grow. I think we should have a chat about how if people are making you uncomfortable and you know that you have friends who would help you get away from them, like, maybe you should contact me with a different kind of note because I didn't know, Tiffany, that you needed help. So you should not be afraid to reach out to your friends to help you because the worst that can happen, like, like, don't 
block yourself. If the worst that can happen is that someone says no to you, don't like auto reject yourself and say no for them. Like give them a chance to say no. So like I could have said no to helping you, but by not even asking me for help, you said no for me. So don't deny yourself. Give others a chance to help you. She like nods and like takes it in for a second and then is like, Olive, I really hope we hang out more. There's a lot I could learn from you. Aww. I've been Uh, living my life a very particular way for a long time, and it's good to have someone who provides a different viewpoint, especially one that's honestly probably a little bit better for me, and she, like, laughs. Oh, girl, I'm here for you. Like, that's the point of girlfriends. And she, Olive puts her arm around Tiffany. Tiffany's, like, five feet tall in a satyr, so it's, like, a little, (laughs) little bit down. But it, it can happen. There's only 10 inches difference. <laughs> she like puts her arm <laughs> around her shoulders and squeezes her tight. Uh, Cool. And then you guys all just kind of like chill together. Like Michael hangs around, but he's not like super up on your back. He's just like, you know what? I think I did enough. I made a good impression. Like, we're cool. Uh, Tiffany, however, is hanging off of you the rest of the night. <laughs> Let me roll to see if Olive the Lizard Folk is into Minotaurs. That's a nine. That's a, that's a no. <sighs> Physically incompatible. <laughs> but she likes what he said and hopes he joins the fire-breathing kittens. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a cool dude and you had a fun night regardless. Yeah, would go on adventures again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That's an unfortunate roll. I, I, I let the dice decide. <laughs> <laughs> so well especially a nine is so middling yeah, yeah she's almost there it's like at least give me like a two or like a 17 you know like <laughs> maybe michael will work yeah. on her over time yeah, yeah maybe, like, maybe she's willing to give him a chance one of these days well, who knows <laughs> she just doesn't think he's super sexy right now but you know attraction can change you can you can grow more attracted to people over time mm-hmm. yeah yeah, well, let's see if Michael reappears in the future. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but with that, uh, is is there any final points from Gregory or Aaron? Uh, Gregory, Gregory would like for the uh, this adventure tonight to end on everyone laughing together, and then like a freeze frame, like in uh, those like movies that end in freeze frames. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, scrolling credits is like, Gregory went back to his home and prepared himself a nice meal after this adventure. (laughs) Aaron would like to try to pickpocket these mean girls and split the loot with his friends. (laughs) Uh, Yes, you get a comparable amount of gold for your level uh, to be delineated. Do do I get to pickpocket them? Uh, Yes, let's uh, go ahead and just roll two. I got a 17 and a, and a 5. Okay, so uh, you, like, snatch the purse of one of them, and then you go in to, like, grab another one, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, clearly get away with roughly half their loot. Nice. Uh, beautiful. And that is yet another session of the Fire Breathing Kittens. We were joined by... Gregory. That's me. Aaron. Surrender the booty. (laughs) And Olive. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 
You know that one D&D story that you just love to tell? I want to bring it to life for you. My name is Kim, and I host Bedtime Fairy Tales, where every fail deserves a tale. We take your stories and retell them as epic fairy tale adventures, complete with sound effects, voices, and epic music. We also keep it easy to follow, so you can even share your story with your non-playing friends. So be sure to look for Bedtime Fairy Tales on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen. Have you ever sat around with your friends and wondered what would happen if Vin Diesel was a Mario Kart living life a quarter of a mile at a time? We've all been there, but for some reason someone decided to make a podcast about it. At Nerd of All Trades, we offer 10 flavors of nerds, so if you want a little fantasy, sci-fi, monster movies, and more, then you've come to the right place. The sky is the limit, so join us as we journey to Nerdvana through familiar franchises and maybe discover some new ones to nerd out about along the way. With Nerd of All Trades, you're always guaranteed some laughs, random tangents, and a little movie talk thrown in there just to keep things interesting. You can find Nerd of All Trades anywhere you listen to podcasts, so give us a listen today. Hi, I'm Richard J. Hanner, and I host Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And when you finished, and only when you finished the last episode of Fire Breathing Kittens, drop in on us. We play music, dedications, we do competitions. You can find us on iHeart, on Spotify, and most good podcasters. Here comes the big deep voiceover. News, views, music, and interviews with Richard J. Hanna on Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Too much? Listen, you're talking about fire-breathing kittens. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. And we are Late Night with Larry. We do a podcast where we like to talk about cryptids. The paranormal. Hauntings. UFOs. And anything that goes bump in the night. So if you're ready to cross the cryptid crossroads... Come on over and bring an open mind. We'll be waiting for you.